The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm starting the show off on my own uh, this evening for reasons which will become apparent very, very soon. Um, Ian's having one of those days where things are going wrong. First, he drops his phone down the toilet and let's just say the toilet is full. And not of the stuff that you could just rinse off. So anyway, his phone's on the blink, and you know what that man is like with his phone. He put it in someone called Ben's. You know, the rice, because putting your phone when it's been down the toilet in some rice is is known to be, you know, it's a good, as good a chance of any as drying out your phone. Apparently the, the rice, the dryness of the rice sucks out the moisture. Yeah, not if it's one of those packet rice things that you put in the microwave for two minutes. That's got moisture in it, so... That didn't work for him. I thought he was joking when he told me about that. Um, and then he comes to work and uh, we ordered food. It was his turn to sort dinner out. Because I've been cooking. But I wasn't cooking today. Absolutely knackered. So we ordered some food. And let's just say an hour later, he gets a message from the company to say, no one's bringing it. The order's off. We're not doing it. So he goes on the chat thing online and has a conversation. I think it was civil. I'm imagining it was. He was trying to work out what was going on. In fact, here he is. He can tell you about it now. <coughs> everything, <coughs> everything all right? <coughs> right. Come in and tell him what's going on. Oh, let's get the aircon on. Let's get the vibe. Right. Basically, we're going hungry. Right, I thought so. Is that of... Um... Did you go... Oh, uh, did you go nuclear? Yeah. Right. And how did that go? What is that? Oh, yeah, what is that? Oh, no, man. Come on, no more cameras. I mean, the microphones are crapping in. They're buying more cameras. Right. So what happened... Every... Well, first of all, so I dropped my phone in the toilet today and the toilet, that bit was, filled with, the toilet was filled with faecal matter, poo. And there's something. The and there's something missing there. What is going on? The camera is now attached to. The what screen. is going on? Where are we? This is like a parallel universe where things are similar, but not quite the same. So my phone is knackered, right? And it meant that I went and saw my eldest's Christmas show, and I filmed his little bit, just his little bit, and I sent it to my mother-in-law. And she went, "This is great, Ian, but there's no sound." Because the phone's not working. That's why there's no sound. I didn't realise. So that, so that's ruined. So the phone is knackered. And I've ordered a new phone. That's fine. I'm ordered a Hawaii. The Chinese phone. The Chinese Hawaii. Hawaii. But so now my phone was at least I could get texts and WhatsApps. But now it just, as you can see, it's just switching off and on. That's all it's doing. Switching off and switching on. Of its own accord. Right? That's all it's doing. There it goes. So that's a piece of crap. Do you tell him about the Uncle Ben's? Well... I didn't have any... You're supposed to, when you get um, your phone wet, you're supposed to put put it in rice. I didn't have any rice, but I did have some Uncle Ben's microwavable rice. <laughs> I can't believe you did that. Why? What, what, what is the difference? Well, one is dry and one has got moisture in it. I, I didn't know that until I opened it. So that didn't do any, that didn't do any good. But it was kind of working enough. It, you, you couldn't... When you make a phone call, you can't hear it unless you put it on speakerphone or put headphones in. All right, but... You, but all right. Anyway, but now it's stopped working. Now it's on and off and off and it ruined my my son's dreams when i tried to film it 
So I've not eaten all day. All I've had today is a packet of frazzles because I wanted to in- introduce my youngest son to frazzles, oh, and he liked them. Lesson, yeah. He liked them. So all I've eaten is frazzles because I kept thinking I won't eat because I'll be going into work and we'll order a nice little takeaway, Whoa. nice little vegetarian takeaway. Because we're vegetarian in the weekdays now, as you know. And um, sorry, I set up now. It's very unprofessional of me to come in late, but as Catherine saw, I was I was my irie. He was about to lose his. I you was annoyed, what? and I normally, you know, this is right, so some lad on the phone somewhere in the world. Okay, and normally I wouldn't, but actually, no, you screwed up my evening. This is this was justified. Uh, this was justified vengeance. Um, so we came in, and we did our little live twitch as we do, and then we ordered some food at about t- probably about ten. To, let's get, turn this upside down because not about ten to nine, right? And it said, "Oh, food will be with you at nine forty. I mean, that's tight, but we could that's manage tight. it. What's that? Then I looked and it kept saying well, 9.40 to 9.45. And it kept getting pushed back. So then, and it kept saying, oh, is it? it kept saying on the website, the, the restaurant is preparing your food. Deliveroo, right? The restaurant is preparing your food, right? Now, we've had great, we've used Deliveroo so many times. And they've always been great. Always been great. Except. Um, so, I, so I messaged them online. So look, my phone is knackered. Can I give you my friend's phone number? And also, why does it keep saying the restaurant is preparing your food? So the online chap goes... Right, um, we've got your new phone number, but the... This must be really boring for you at home, but you know what? I don't care. I just don't care. Because this is my life. Share my life with you. Get it out. Get my life out. It's life. This is life. No, we don't want that guy. He's a jerk. John in Highbury. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 no. No, John. No, 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 no. You're a jerk. Your anger is the magnet on the end of yes. magnet on the end of the yes. fishing line for that guy. So, um, so, so the guy, so the guy, yeah, so the, the and he said also, um, the reason your your food is still being prepared is because all the we haven't found a, 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 a rider to collect it. They keep rejecting the job. What the heck? So I said, hang on a minute. You're telling me this is online. You're telling me that the food is ready. But no one's picking it up, so it's going to come late and it's going to be cold. And then the fella in the online chat left the chat. <gasps> just left it. Just bowed out. Oh, that, is when I got, that is when I got on the phone. It is. That is when I got on the phone. Furious. So then I'm on the phone and then, a, then another guy jo- joins the online chat. And so I'm, talking to, uh, so I'm talking to the guy on the phone and he's doing all the script. We're sorry that you're having uh, uh, difficulties this evening and we'll do our very best. I said, forget the script. I'm on air in five minutes, right? I can't eat when I'm on air. I can. We have done it before, but it's not nice, though, is it's it? It's not nice for you, dear listener. It's, it's not nice, nice for, for us. You. We love oh, it. Lovely. We might actually have to order a pizza. Anyway, so uh, he said, "I'm very sorry that this uh, that this is happening, and we'll do our best to rectify it. Um, and as a token of goodwill, we'll give you a two pounds fifty <laughs> delivery waiver voucher." I mean, you what? He said, we'll give you £2.50 off the next delivery. I said, oh, will you? Well, is that what you're going to do? Gosh, won't that break the bank, though? Won't that destroy the s- company? I said, what makes you think I'm ever going to use your company again? What makes you think I'm ever going to use your company again? I said, look, right, I'm hungry, OK? You have ruined my evening. You have ruined my evening. I'm about to go on radio. I'm hungry and I'm in a bad mood now. And it's your fault, right? I said... And this is where I got, this is where I chanced it a bit. I said, I want the food and I want a full refund. 
And the response was? I've got the £2.50 off for the next order. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so you know, it didn't, it didn't go brilliantly. This is, bro- this is broken. Is this broken or new? This no, is new. This is... Oh, look, mine's open as well, then. Oh, well, they've opened it. So, here's... So... There's a microphone missing. Weren't there five microphones in here? No. no four. So... So this guy, and he just kept doing the script. I'm sorry for... I said, dude, come on. I want to talk to a human being, not a robot. Um, and basically, we, I've cancelled the food. Because he, he said... He said, at five minutes to, oh, a, a rider has been found. Oh. So then I'm arguing a bit. And I said, right, listen, I'm about to go in on air. It's now past ten o'clock. I said, what time will my food be delivered? I can't tell you that, sir. <gasps> but there's definitely a rider. He said, oh, he said... Oh, that rider's just cancelled, uh, has just rejected the delivery. I said, right, right, full refund, now. Now, so they gave me the full refund. And then, of course, then, I t- then I'm, now I'm my dad. Now I'm, my, I'm possessed by the spirit of my dad, right? And I'm fuming. So I said to him, um, I want to speak to a supervisor. I demand to speak to a supervisor. I said, OK, I'll go and get one for you. And then he comes back after a minute and says, all of the supervisors are busy. Oh, bottling it. Are they all getting on bikes? Because they should. Not got enough riders. He said, all of them are busy. If you wait a couple of minutes, I'll, I'll get you one. Right now it's like five past ten. I'm thinking, yeah, go on. I'll, I'll, I'll stay out here all night. I said, all right, yeah, I'll wait. And then I went, ah, do you know what? Forget it. You've ruined my night. You've upset me. I'm hungry. Um, I've got to pass out from hunger. I'm a diabetic. Oh. Um, with other health issues, mental health issues. Um, and one of the things that keeps me level is food, which you have failed to deliver. You have ruined my night. Guy who probably lives in India. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to kill you. Wow. Is what I said to him. I'm sorry, sir, that you feel that you would like to kill me. I said, Gav, get out of here. Time to phone down. Time to phone down. So... What was that? That's that. £2.50 off is not to be sniffed at. Not, not to be sniffed at, is it? And I shall be using that. But it means... Well, the microphone is really quiet. Is it the right way around? We've, don't touch it. No, it's not. Or oh, maybe it is. Yeah, it is. Put your headphones on and listen. I don't really want to listen to you. Well... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... to... Uh, I think someone's turned it up. There you go, you see. No, I wouldn't bother. Um... Go away, what? John! You're not coming on the show! Go away! You're a joke! I turned my headphones up because my mic was low, and then I got that in well, the ear. Well, you've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Blimey. So, basically, tonight's show is ruined because of a lousy delivery company that up until now has been excellent, and then tonight it balls up and I'm hungry. But then, but um, so, so, so I'm, I'm, oh, I'm hangry. I'm hangry. Exactly That's a what, word I taught my, my eldest today, hangry. Yep. I'm hangry. Um, so we might have to get a pizza, although I've just eaten a load of flapjack. So my healthy eating, it's going to be healthy eating today, I've just eaten a load of flapjack. And I'm still starving. Well, we could get a pizza. You don't like pizza because you gave you. Well, the I had a bad, spritz. bad uh, episode on pizza last weekend, but it won't Get be from that shop, will it? Um, okay, so we've got a lot to talk about tonight. Mainly, do you? Act, what, what is this? Who is this joke? Who is this joker? Oh, this Pedro. I think you've got um, you've got an extra letter in there. You don't need. Do you actually think people believe this bullshit? Name the restaurant and take your chances. We did. Do you pay attention? If you were listening, we didn't name the restaurant, but we named the delivery firm. That's who the issue is with. The issue isn't with the restaurant, you absolute muppet. 
who, who texts in under the name Pedro, and we know that's not your name, your phone number ends in 983. The issue isn't with the restaurant, the issue is with the delivery company, who, as I've said, for balance, up until now have provided an excellent service, and I'm always happy to tip their riders. On a, on a, uh, um, a day when I'm feeling flush, I've, t- I've been known to tip the riders five quid. Oh, yeah, I do that. Normally it's two or three, but sometimes I go five. I think once I went a tenner. But then the one I did, I, I won't do that again, because when I did tip one of the riders a tenner once, he was um, he had an attitude, he wouldn't even get out of his car. He phoned up from outside, I can't find the building. I went out, he was right outside. I went, oh, you're right, mate. He said, yeah. And he wouldn't even get out, he went down the window. So, never again. <laughs> never doing that again. Um, but, uh, so, so, Pedro, stick that up, you jacksy. So, that aside, um, lots to talk about this evening. Namely, I don't know. Namely, um, O2 being down. Yeah. And how it's been a phony day, phony day. Me dropping my phone in a toilet full of uh, uh, fecal matter. And I did it, I went, oh no. I had to get it out. So I had to, here's the thing. So I had to, I, yeah, I had to put my hand in, yank the phone out, sniff it, of oh. course, even though it was covered in it. Then take it down to the kitchen. Then run it under the tap, which is is counter to everything we we know about. Why phones. did you take it down to the kitchen to run it under the tap? Well, because I, I well because it was I was working in a rush. I had to get to the Uncle Ben's, and then put it in the Uncle Ben's, and then think nah, this ain't going to work. It's wet Uncle Ben's, have it? Yeah. Well, but it's, 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 I put the, so I put the Uncle Ben's bloke. back. Why in, would you right, do that? I put the Uncle Ben's back in the bag, so we'll have that for tea tomorrow. And um, it's been it's been one of those days. But then I couldn't get internet when i was out and i thought oh that's my phone but that's um o2 o2 is down they're blaming it on ericsson because they were doing like a little bit of software shilly shallying Mm -hmm. and everyone's like running around like a headless chicken because they haven't got the e in their phone little e in their phone i'm not on o2 i'm a gif gaff but they use the o2 network i had that this morning and then i thought do you know what maybe this is a gift in disguise that I've no it's not it's an annoyance um oh three so if your phone is working oh three four four i haven't had a pee i'm hungry i've um been chomping on karen's flapjack no one wants to chomp on karen's flapjack trust me well everyone's been doing it i know it's been pa- her flapjack's been passed around the office the talk sport boys loved it irresistible it was all sticky. Very sticky. Tastes a little bit bitter, if I'm honest. Anyway, who's this joke? What do you want? Hello, sir. I'm calling you from a Deliveroo uh, customer service. You're racist! Like You're racist! For, uh, stop calling in from withheld numbers and stop being racist! That's not how he spoke. That's how he spoke. I know, but I mean, he's oh. just doing a. Well, he's just doing a racist voice. Why does that guy always phone in from withheld numbers? Where's his problem? That guy's been phoning in for like a year on a withheld number. He's a bottler. He's a bottler. He's a Billy Bottler. Stop answering it. Well, no, because sometimes we get good calls on withheld numbers. Generally, we get his, and I'm going to be honest, I'm changing the, the 70% of them are lousy. Mm. 10% are okay, and 20% are quite good. That's not good odds. No. If I worked under those odds, well, I wouldn't be working. That's high on the ponyometer. But I'm not in a bad mood. We'll have a laugh tonight. You just, hey, I've you... got a new jumper on. I'm feeling flash. OK. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000. I'm not in a bad mood with you guys. 
And then the, the company, I won't say their name again because it's not fair. Uh, then the company on Twitter says, I'm sorry we've ruined your evening, Ian. Why don't you get in touch with them? Why don't you jump onto the live chat and we'll see what we can... I've been on the live chat! Man alive. Um, Angela! Sorry? Hello? Hello, oh, Is that Angela? <laughs> Yeah, it's me. Sorry, I was muscled in. What's happening? Oh, Were you just... talking to a ghost? Had you been entered? No, I just um just um, just watching from it. Um, I just want to tell you about you know the O2. The O2 Arena. Oh, the O2 phone network. Yeah, that's been the the, yeah. the the data has been down all day. Yeah, I'm um, phone and um I was wondering if I could get your advice on something about my phone. Oh please, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the I'm the phone expert now. I've been looking at new phones all day. That's why I've gone for Hawaii. <laughs> You know, the texting, right, it's not been the same since it's been banned. Do I get in touch with a company and they can send a new phone out? Hang on, the what? You know, the texting. The no protection, what? You know when you text someone, like oh, well, I... my mum. Yes, I know when you text someone, yes, yes. Yeah, it keeps saying, you normally go straight through, don't it? But it keeps saying me sending. But Is that, t- what, person... today? Yeah. And you want a new phone for that? Well, what do you reckon? I reckon no. <gasps> Why would you get a new phone for that? No, I just wouldn't. You're a little chance. You're a little chancer, Angela. Yeah. No, the whole mm. network. Are you on O2? Yeah. Every everyone's been down. Yeah. Well, um, yes. So yeah. Every, well, you've just got the answer. Everyone has been down today. I know. And you want them to send you a new phone? Oh yeah. <laughs> Probably won't get one. Well, of course you. Why would you get one when they, when they, when it isn't your phone that's the problem? Um, yeah, it's been a problem since it's been down all day. Yes. So, yeah. again, I do ask, Angela, with love and respect, why do you think you'd get a new phone? I'm just asking your advice. What do you think? Well, I think you're taking the mick. <laughs> yes, why do you think that... Why would they give you a new phone? <laughs> That's true. I'm just wondering, what did, would, would you chance it? Would I chance it? Yeah. No! <laughs> what? But why? Why would? Why would anyone chance it? I know. We could be cheeky about it, can't you? But, but why? They don't. I don't know. It's not the. Pro- it's... I'm so confused right now. I'm so confused. Yeah, I, mean... I need to meditate. I need to meditate. Hang on. Stay there. Um, <laughs> my, it, it, turn my computer up, please. Have we got the computer fader up? Really? Before we're gonna. Right. Let's. Um, right. We're gonna. Me- we're gonna meditate. Do you? Do you like meditating, um, Angela? Yeah. Do you do guided meditation? No. Could you do? Do you think you could do a guided meditation for me? What's a guided meditation? It's where you talk me through a meditation. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Why not? I don't know how to do it. I'll have to look it up. All right, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one for you. I'm gonna do one for you. Okay. Right. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Are you sitting comfortably? About yeah. Sit back in your chair. Feel the back of the chair. What are you doing? Are you crying? No, no giggling. Don't giggle. Don't giggle. Don't Otherwise, it, it won't work if you giggle. Okay. Okay. Sit comfortably in your chair. Feel your back resting against the back of your chair. Feel your feet. Rooted to the ground 
as though they are ancient oaks. Feel your ass cheeks. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on, Angela, please. No, I can't do that. I don't have to meditate. <laughs> oh, my God. If anyone wants a guided meditation, I'm doing it. I'm going to do a guided meditation because that's what I need. The vibe is not... The vibe is not good. Angela's gone. I was going to, oh. I was going to do a guided meditation with her and she well, got the giggles. That. Did you mention um, yes. feeling your ass cheeks? Yes, I did. Oh. That's my... Oh, where, where did you go? Where have you been? I had to go and finish something off. Oh, oh, lucky guy. Oh, come on. Can you twerk? None of your business. I'm having terrible trouble with my backstop. Those are topical jokes, guys. Enjoy them while you can. Um, good evening, Ash. Hi, Ian. Hi, Catherine. Hello. Hello, Ash. Uh, and... Uh, why you? I I am using my psychic powers to detect uh-huh. that you are on the speakerphone. Uh, yes, I am. Hold on, let me just sort that. Out. I'm using my psychic powers to detect that within the next ten seconds, you will not uh-huh. be on the speakerphone. And you're right. I was correct. See, I'm psychic. It's two, two out of two ain't bad. I'm good, man. What you got? That's none of your business. There we go. That's the line we're adopting. Um, what can I do for you? Okay. Uh, basically, I think I know why you didn't get your order today. Go on. Why's that? Are you one of the cyclists that turn it down? Uh, well, I'm actually an Uber driver. We spoke before, if you remember. You, oh, yeah. you were, you were going to give me a five-pound tip. <laughs> um, I think you'd have to speak to my lawyers about that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Basically, I think it's something to do with this whole uh, O2 thing being down because oh. a lot of the drivers weren't able to go online and work, so that's why they didn't have any drivers available. Oh, well, why didn't the guy just say that? I mean, I kind of... I'm an intelligent guy. Put two and two together. Well, then st- then stop, stop taking, taking orders. orders. They've been doing it all day. Stop taking orders. And it said on the website um, there may be some delay, but then don't... Mm-hmm. When you order the meal... Because when you order on these services, and I'm, d- I'm not mentioning the company now because I've said them enough, and I've also said that gem- up until now they've been excellent, all right? Because they have been. Yeah. The customer service was poor, but up until today they've been excellent in terms of the food coming. Um, but it says, when you order the meal, it says, well, the restaurant is accepting your order. It's accepted. Your meal will be with you in 40 to 45 minutes. Well, don't say that then. Don't say that. Yeah, I see your point. I'm not having a go at you. I'm, Ash is now sounding chastised. I'm not having a go at you, Ash. No, I understand. So is it not working for Uber then? Uh, yeah, well, basically, the problem we're having is uh, the one of the... Most of the popular restaurants that we deliver for, they actually run on the OT Wi-Fi, which is where their mean of getting the orders. So for us oh. to get the deliveries, they actually need to get the orders. And because oh. they're using O2 for, for Uber, so we're not even getting... Uh, the customers are not able to place the order to the restaurants because they're not able to receive the orders. That's oh, man. I love... Well, then yeah. say that. <laughs> then say that. Because I would have ordered a pizza. If I'd have known that, mm. I'd have got a pizza. Or, 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 yeah. or ordered directly from a restaurant instead of using... An app, so yeah. it's, dis- it's disappointment. It's disappointing. Um, Ian, there is yes. another reason that I called you as well. I don't know if you could help me with this. Of course, I can help you. Ash, uh, I'm a great guy. I'm a very generous guy. I'm the most yes, humble guy are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, basically, I've got this friend, great guy. I've uh, known him for a long time. Yeah, uh, been friends with him for a long time, and for about a year, he's been tang- tangled up uh, into drugs, uh, and he's on uh, crystal meth. Ooh. Yeah, that is a very dirty drug. Yeah, exactly. 
and uh, he, he's just really like getting to the point where he's losing his head now, and he's just um, Don't com- take long on that stuff. paranoid. Yes. And, um, you know, he doesn't even. Uh, he, he's accusing his family of stuff. Yeah, it makes he's you just nuts. Completely. Yeah, exactly. That stuff is not good. And uh, I mean, in the first place, it's really hard to convince someone like that to go and seek help. Um, but I mean, I mean, what, what what would you do with someone like that? First of all, if they even if we do manage to get him to you know be willing to seek out help, where can we take him? And if if he's not willing to seek help, is there anything that we can do? Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna tell you what to do, right? Because I can't I can't tell you what to do because every case is different. Yeah. And uh, um, but um, my suggestion to anyone who has someone very close to them who is I mean, crystal meth as well is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it, it, uh, you know, coke is a dirty drug. Met crystal is yeah. is is way dirtier than, yeah. than that. It really makes you. It, it's it's horrible. Um, uh, my suggestion: if anyone has someone who is using hard drugs, hard drugs, um, it, like that way, like in that way, is um, sit down with them, tell them that you wish them luck and love, but you can't talk to them until they want help, and then you leave. Yeah. And you let them get on with it. Now, people might think that that is cold or harsh, but it it it, it ain't. They got hit. They got. He's got to hit his rock bottom, um, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to hit rock bottom when you've got friends and family around you that are going around cooking you meals, cleaning up your flat, lending you a few quid, whatever it is that that people might be doing around him. It, 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 it's call it enabling. It's enabling him to carry mm-hmm. on in his lifestyle. Whereas if everyone, and it's tough, man, really tough for mums, really tough for mums, but if everyone says, you know, and says it to him, look, I'm doing this with love, but I cannot allow your madness into my life, so I'm not going to call you, I'm not going to visit, I'm not going to answer your phone calls. When you're ready to get clean, then we'll have a chat. Then I'm going to be there for you and I will help you. Until then, best of luck, mate. And then you go, and it's tough. Yeah, it's tough, man. But um, sometimes that's what you got to do. Fair point. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's hard, though. It's hard to turn. You know, it's hard to turn your back on people that you love. Of course, it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and and mums really struggle with that. And I've heard a lot of stories with with my course mums because if it's their little their baby. Then they want to be there and take them around a nice little casserole and all of that stuff. But that is enabling them to continue their lifestyle. They think they can fix it with love. Yeah. Maybe they didn't love them enough. Maybe, you know, if they just show more affection, they'll realise that they're worth fighting for. I gave him 20 quid because he said he needed it for the heating. Uh, you know. No, it doesn't work. Oh. Um, it's a tough one, Ash, man. I don't, I don't envy you, um, buddy. L- let, you know, but, but, but let him know that you, are, you will be there for him when he makes mm-hmm. the decision to ask for help. Yeah. Good luck, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for the advice, Ian. Well, it's, it's a suggestion. I would never tell anyone what to do in that situation. It's a suggestion, and I wish you and I wish your friend luck, man. Thanks for calling. All right. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Crystal is... Uh, is, uh, is the, the once, once... Oh, it's, a, it's a dark, that is a dark, dark place to be in, man. No one, no one wants to go there. There's no fun to be had there at all. And I feel sorry for that guy. I remember once when I was at WM, BBC WM, the, um, I think it was a grand phoned up. Was it a mum? I think it was a grand. About her grandson who was using heroin. And um, she was going around every other day and taking him food. Oh. 
And I said, that's great. That shows you're a great woman. But if you keep going around taking him food, he's going to die. You're going to, you're not going to kill him. He will die because he will keep thinking it's cool. You know, it's okay to carry on doing heroin because he's going to get fed every other day. And, uh, And I said, look, the only, you want to know what to do to help him. Just stop giving him food. Tell him you're going to stop it. Don't just stop. Say, look, I'm done. Wish you the best of luck. Come and knock on my door when you're ready to knock this on the head. And um, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough. It's tough. This is Top Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Oh, by the way, I'm Ian Lee. Hi, who are you? Catherine Boyle. Lovely. Lovely, lovely, lovely. Uh, let's go to Brian. Hello, Brian. Hi, Ian. I was just wondering, um, don't want to be cheeky or anything, but a bit of a strange thing, taking your phone in the toilet when you, you go to the toilet to do a certain thing, you don't need to take your phone. Everyone takes their phone into the toilet. I think it's strange not to take your phone into the toilet. Brian, where is yours? Because we can barely hear you. Oh, it's, uh, I've got it in my hand, but I'm in I'm in bed actually. Funny enough, uh-huh. bed, dirty boy, dirty dirty boy. Yeah. One more thing before I go. Uh, Do you, you mean you don't take your phone in the lavvy with you? Never. never Everyone never, does. Never. Uh, you're, you, oh, sir, are the exception to the rule. Oh, I must be. By the way, in the Chinese phone companies, pronounced Huawei. Huawei. So I'm saying Hawaii. It's not pronounced either way. It's Huawei. Well, it starts Huawei. with an H, so it's not Huawei. With an H-U. Huawei. You're saying Huawei. Oh, it's Huawei. Spell, Spell it. H, right. What I call it, I, I pronounce it as Huawei. You don't speak English properly. H-U-A-W-E-I. Hawaii. Huawei. Ho- okay. It's not Hawaii. Ho- you're saying Huawei. You put two W's in there. There's only one W. H-U. Who? Who? We are We are Ian and Catherine. Who are you? We are Ian and Catherine. You are Brian. Brian, yeah, sorry, yeah. 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 Anyway, back to the phone. Hawaii. Oh. Yeah. Which one are you getting, by the way, Ian? Which one have you ordered? Getting the Hawaii um, 8X or something. Oh, right, I've got the thing with you. The, 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 the Hawaii um, 10. The, Ooh, he's got a 10. Well, I'm getting the 8, and the 8 is better than the 10. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, well. they, that, what they do in China yeah. is because they do numbers backwards. Um, right. So the eight is actually better than the ten. Good luck number in China, isn't it? Sorry. Good luck number. Yes, lucky number. Because it's because it's um it's infinite. It's infinity and it's eight. Infinity and eight. So it's yeah. a very very lucky number actually. I hope you swallow that oh, blooming right. thing in your your hand. Sucking on it in a I'm such an s- arrogant manner. I'm not sucking on She's it. She's sucking on um a USB stick in an arrogant, contemptuous oh, oh. manner. Oh. I hope you I hope you suck it off and swallow it. You need to turn it in. I'm hungry. I know you are. Hey, you direct your hanger towards me. You. Yes? I'm going to send you a Christmas card, but I don't know the address of Talk Radio. Okay, it is, um, to- it's Talk Radio. Yep. Leicester Square. Leicester Square, yep. London, and that should get there, that'll get there. Oh, brilliant, I'll send you in Catherine a Christmas card. Nice one, Brian, thanks very much indeed. Listeners sending Christmas cards. Listener cards. Um... Here we go. Get ready for, um... I've forgotten your name, man. 
Mark, that's Mark. Mark is new to this show. Mark is new to the pranksters that we get from mm. around the world. Mark is new to... Mark works on Martin Kellner's show. Decent show. Good show. Bastard of a man, Kellner. Killer Kellner. Killer Kellner. Killer Kellner. But I saw these guys phone in from North America. Oh, yeah, those guys. Let's just say no North American number consists entirely of zeros. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Makes me think it might be a little bit of a hoax. So, let's see. On a fair play, it was a genuine call. I do apologise, Mark. Yeah, oh, three, incisive comment. Oh, 0344-499-1000. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Apparently, O2 are up and running now, uh, which uh, would be great if my phone actually worked. It's just constantly sh- sh- shutting itself off. And then starting up again. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Hello, Maz. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Kath has left the building. <sighs> I know, isn't it? Isn't it though? And here's another thing that happened. So I ordered a Tesco delivery, right? Mm-hmm. And I forgot loads of things. I forgot cheese, and I forgot loads of stuff, as I always do. And then, but and then I got the bread out, and it was tiny bread. It was a tiny loaf of Warburtons instead of the normal. Loaf of Warburton's. Outrageous. Why would they... It was like the bread in Spinal Tap. Why would they make tiny bread? Tiny people. I suppose so. Clearly not you. I suppose so. It's it's ridiculously small. Anyway, anyway, anyway. What you got for us, Maz? Well, um, just wanted to apologise, really, because we've not been able... Well, I'm currently sitting in a pret in Waterloo Station with Dogface Dave. Oh, hello, Dave! He says hello. Are you two lovers now? Like. <laughs> We're good friends. We're becoming good friends, thanks to your show. Here we go. As Catherine and I drift further apart, some of our listeners are getting closer and closer and making babies, and that's great. <laughs> uh, get your mind out of the gutter, Dave says. Well, hang on, baby. Whoa, he said... Well, Dave is obviously... He knows a, without even hearing Dave you, is really. a pervert because it's making crazy. babies is not in the gutter. I wouldn't make babies in the gutter. I'd make babies in a, in a bed with silk sheets. Not behind a gooseberry bush, then. No! God's sakes, you youngsters. You don't know what's going on. Anyway, anyway. Anyway, so anyway, anyway, yes. Because we've just been to a Q&A for uh, the League of Gentlemen. Oh. And we wanted to know, what's the worst question you've ever been asked? Um, well, I don't really do Q&As very often or anything like that. And I don't get interviewed that often. Um... I mean, I always get asked about strawberries now. That's 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 my thing, and I kind of have to go. Oh, well, the truth, you know, I have to do um, a fun thing. Why was there a, were there lousy questions there tonight? Yes, um, one person actually said, "Which one of you do you think is going to die first? That's not that's not a bad question, is it? That's quite a good question. No, that was awful. 
awful. Why? The look on their faces. Well, which ones do they think is that they will know each other's life? Here, Kat's going to die before me. I literally don't know what to say to that. Well, because well, well, I'm going to kill her. No, they will know each other's lifestyles, right? So they will know, They will probably have a pretty good hunch which one is going to pass first. So that's a, that, I think that is a perfectly valid question. I'm happy with that question. Next, next one that sucked. What was the next one that sucked? Hold on, hold on. Dave, tell him the next one that Oh, the next one that sucked was... So that relay uh, phone, phone call? Uh, yeah, the really? next one that sucked was someone said, I can't believe you sold out the O2. Um, oh, statements are never good in those kind of kind of uh, things. Did you... All right, all right, Dave. Yeah. What was your question? I, I didn't have one, you see, so... Right, so you didn't... So your criticism... Right, here we go. This is it, you dirty pervert. This is it. In between making babies with Maz... You are criticising other members of the public, MOTP... Drunk, drunk members of the public. Yeah, right, DMOTP, yeah. Uh, who yeah. came up with statements and questions, and yet you couldn't come up with anything. No, no, I, was, I thought it was better to remain silent rather than prove to be stupid. So I, you know. Well, then, um, you, you disgust me. What was Maz's question? I see Maz didn't have a question either. Right. Go- goodbye, you two. Thank you for calling. Yeah. Goodbye. Absolute chances. Uh, absolute chances. Outrageous behaviour. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You'd be very, very welcome. Um, and now I'm, now I'm hungry. And now I'm in a bad mood. And someone has rightfully, rightfully called me out on Twitter for calling out the delivery company on Twitter. Um, although he didn't see my first tweet where I kind of explained what happened. And he, he said, come on, man, unless they did a poo on your food, this stuff happens. Just deal with it. And you know what? You know what? He's right. And I need to be more zen about it and uh, accept the fact that I'm hungry, accept the fact that my evening was ruined. Oh, man. How do I say this? All right. Sometimes on Twitter... Things get get taken out of context or, or changed. So I never forget ages ago. Um, I did come dine with me a few years ago, and ages ago, someone said, "What was come dine with me like?" And I tweeted, "It was the worst week of my life." And then Jody Marsh, who I did it with, tweeted, "Oh, really? In because the worst week of my life was when my friend was murdered." And I had to concede that was probably a worse week than being on Come Dine With Me, right? So today, I said, I've dropped my phone down the toilet full of faecal matter. How's your day going? And some people went, not as bad as yours. Or, well, my phone, uh, you know, I stubbed my toe and stuff like that. And then one guy said, well, my wife's going in for um, chemo for bre- or breast screening for cancer. But my phone's okay. And I kind of thought, well, that all right, fair play. That is a worse day, but you've kind of not, you've kind of missed the point. So I, I replied, well, I wish you, you, you and your wife love and luck, and you know, fingers across. And he said, oh, cool, thanks, man. But and he's listen. He obviously sent it because he's having, a, he's in an emotional state. Is the person he loves the most, 
is going through a tough time and he feels frustrated, so he wants to kind of share it. But I did think, come on, man. (laughs) Just having a little bit of fun. I dropped my phone in poo. You know, it's not really the worst. It's an annoying, potentially expensive day. But people, huh? People. People. Um, That's why I was better off today. I couldn't get on on Twitter on my phone and I loved it. Yeah. I was better off. Because the first thing I did when I woke up the second time after Mm. I'd taken my daughter to school and got back in bed for a bit was, you know, I thought I'd have a little look. Yeah. And then when I couldn't, I went, ah, do you know what? You could have looked in bed. What, at Twitter? Yeah. Why? How? You've not got internet in your house. Yeah. Right, yeah. I'd have had to get up and get my computer. I'm not getting up. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Come to you in a second, Katie. Hang on a minute. This is insane. This is insane. Says the man who put it in Uncle Ben's two-minute rice. All right, all right, all right. Your phone isn't connected to your Wi-Fi at home. Yeah. But I couldn't get on Twitter. But your phone was... But your phone was on the internet. No, but I couldn't get get any internet on my phone. Your phone... Well, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. She's wrong, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not wrong, ladies or gentlemen. You're looking at the wrong camera. You looked at my camera. You're I'm, not even on it. I'm looking at everyone. She's wrong. I'm not. I'm, right. Let me, let, I literally, let me. I literally could not get on the okay. internet. Okay. Well, then you're the only person who couldn't connect their telephone to the Wi-Fi. Because literally everyone else could. My phone kept saying, no service. I don't believe you. I'd like to see evidence of that, please. And if you don't show me the evidence, and it's it's up to you to show it, then I'm afraid I'm calling BS. I'd like to see you show me evidence of winding your neck in. Because I know this is coming from hanger, and I'm sick of it. And It's only 50 minutes in. OK, well, if you want to carry on lying about the internet situation at home, then good for you. Uh, we do have young people listening, and they can be influenced by what you say, and I think you're setting a very, very bad example. Have a Mars bar or something, for God's sake. Good evening, Katie! Katie! She's gone! Call her back immediately! I'm so hungry. Yeah. I've had too much flapjack now. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You would be very, very welcome to. Oh, clunky gear changes. Can I do the saddest story? Oh man. Yay! This is a really sad story. I mean, this is genuinely sad. I, someone sent it to. I, I'd, I'd seen it a little while ago when it happened, and then uh, someone sent it to me yesterday, and I, I, I tears my eyes. And I don't know why. I don't know the person. You've seen this about the BBC radio presenter. Oh, it's sad. BBC radio presenter was found hanged oh. hours after leaving her show while it was on air, an inquest heard. Vicky Archer, 41, had a history of depression, including two suicide attempts, the coroner was told. She emailed a colleague at BBC Radio Shropshire to say she was feeling upset before being found hanged in her loft. Oh, poor love. In the days leading up to her death... She had retweeted posts about inner demons and mental health issues. I'm going to show you the picture of her, just because... Um, it, 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 just because I think it proves that there is no archetypal type of someone who will commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Young woman, 41, blonde, and in the picture, smiling, looking happy. Who knows when that was taken? We don't know. But there is no archetypal image. You know, whenever you get a picture of the story of depression or anxiety, it's about... It's always a stock picture of, of a man in a suit with his tie undone holding his head or yeah. screaming. Or, 
or someone in a fetal position. And here's the thing, man. When you're that low, um, by the grace of God, I've, I've never been as low as this, this poor soul ha- had obviously been. But when you are that low, you, you can look normal. You can look calm. You can look happy. Apparently, people... So, I've heard many... Some accounts of, of, of friends of people who have taken their own lives... And they said, but they seem so calm. They seem they seemed at ease with everything. And I think that's it. There is a calmness because the biggest decision of your life has been made. Yeah, resignation. You've made that decision. So all of the worries that led you there, they are now gone. This is how I perceive it. And I, of course, I could be completely, completely wrong. And I'm not spe- speaking specifically about Vicky Archer. Or um, about everyone. Yeah, oh, of course. She t- shared links... To, in the days leading up to her death, she'd retweeted posts um, about uh, inner demons and mental health. She'd also shared links to the Samaritans and had written, quote, Gossip is rarely kind, positive or encouraging. It's corrosive, hurtful and normally has nothing to do with you. You don't need to be part of it. Say no thanks and move on. The divorced mother of three who left work partway through her drive time programme. So during the show, yeah. something clicked where she went, ah, i got to get out of here. At about 5pm on August the 6th, was discovered by her stepfather, Lee Hollyoak, 64, after knocks at her door when unanswered. Um, it then goes on to say how he found her. We don't really need to um, go into that. Recording a conclusion of suicide, coroner John Ellery said, we have heard Victoria had made two att- previous attempts to take her own life in the past and she suffered from de- depression. Uh, Victoria left her radio show midair while it was thought she was going for a break. This is a tragic case for her family and her condolences and thoughts are and must be with her children. Um... Uh, Miss Archer had presented the 3 till 7pm drive time show at BBC Radio Shropshire with co-host Adam Green since 2010 she'd worked for the station for 20 years we'll give out the number for the Samaritans in a second Um, it affects everybody the kids obviously the priority a stepdad who found her climbing through a kitchen window because he thought something was wrong Adam Green the fella that she worked with that's got to be a blow that's got to be a huge blow the whole station Everyone at the station, and a lot of the listeners as well, yeah. you know, would be s- severely impacted. Particularly if you're doing the drive time show, which is those kind of shows on BBC local radio, they attract a lot of loyal followers. Um, and someone sent me a link to this, and the link was on a Facebook story, and it actually went into a lot more detail. Uh, and I kind of anyway, it went into a lot more detail, and um, and I just thought it was the saddest, saddest thing. And it it just goes to show that. Um, you never know what's going on with someone. If you have got suspicions, then I don't know what you do. I don't know what you do, really. I just, I don't know. Um, you know, I guess if someone is determined, then they're determined. Um, but it's really sad. Really sad. Uh, the Samaritans, we always big them up on this show. Big fans of the Samaritans. I've called the Samaritans in the past. Someone tweeted me the other day, oh, I didn't know you could call them if you weren't suicidal. No, no, no. You can, you can call them if you kind of just feeling lonely. You can you can call them any time. It's free. It's confidential. They don't get your phone number. They don't know. You don't have to give them your real name. They won't know where you are. They're probably speaking to someone on the other side of the country now. It used to be local, but now it's 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 not. Um, the number is one one six one two three one one six one two three. And just you know, put it in your phone or jot it jot it down in your notes or save it because it could be helpful. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
some song, huh? Oh, where did we go? It went. That's some song, huh? Some song, man. That's the Staves. They're going to be your new favourite band. I heard them on Six Music the other day and uh, bought the album. Man, it's good. They've done a Christmas song that just came out today. We'll have that after ah. midnight show. I've not heard it. Three Sisters yep. from, um, I want to say Watford. We'll say it. Watford. Yeah, we go. It might not be right, but not be I'm right. saying Watford. They sound like, they're kind of like folky, but poppy. They mm-hmm. sound a bit like the British Dixie Chicks. There, I said it. I said it. I put them in a little little box. That whole album, listen to it on the way in. It is a masterpiece. The album I got, if I was, a masterpiece of harmonies, lush melodies, and thrilling, soaring uh, bits and pieces. Uh, I think we got um, Katie back. Katie? Hello. Hello, Katie. Hey, hey Katie. Hi. We got, um, thank you for your card. We, got, we only just found it. We only found it a couple of days ago because it was, it, we, no, we we don't go to the pigeon boxes anymore. We thought that they'd oh, all been cleared holes. out and pigeon abandoned. Like yeah. I've we, got it in my bag. Very, very sweet of you. Thank you very much indeed. Um, and uh, you're, you're, you're a lovely human being. How's everything going? Um, it's going all right, yeah. Um, I just wanted to call up to contend with your bad day. Here we go. All right. Are we having a little bad day, Top Trumps? Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. here we go. Well, let's just a reminder. Well. Just a reminder. I dropped my phone in my own feces. That phone is now broken. Um, I and had then to he put s- it in Uncle Ben's, and it was the wet kind. Please be quiet. Mm. That's disrespectful. <laughs> uh, it was broken. I've had to buy a new phone, and my mm. um, food was not delivered this evening. And uh, uh, I, Catherine has got a real cob on. Um, I've got a cob on. Yes, my, yeah, and that laugh just proves it. So thank you. That's the evidence that I will use in court against well, you. Okay, well, good you, luck with that. that we're, exactly, and there it is again. That's the second <laughs> bit. That's Exhibit B, Your Honour. Um, Katie, beat that, but you can't. I can I can beat all that. I'm not sure how I'm supposed to phrase this, though, because I don't want to swear on the radio. Yeah. Um, so me and my sister and my mum went to Rasta, um, and we came back, and my mum was getting the baby out of the car, and me and my sister walked into the living room and found my dad doing... N- no. Yes. No! No, what, well, Yes. You're... It was horrible. N- y- Whoa! Whoa! In the living room where we sit and eat tea. He was... I live with them, but where I come round and eat tea. You're... You're dad... Then let's... I've got to just get, get this straight, OK? okay. I, I've got a way to phrase it. Go on. So, you walked in on your dad, shaking hands with the unemployed. Yes. Flipping does that Does that mean, yeah. mas- does that yeah. mean masturbating? It does, it does, yeah. it means masturbating. Okay, right, so we're on the side. Yeah. Flipping it. Was he watching a, a video? Did he have a movie um, on? He was I watching... Because he is, he is, um, he's like a really tame guy. He doesn't even swear or anything, I think. Well, he knocks what, one out. From what, from what, from what I, I, I see, um... It was a, like a saucy bit in a film that he was replaying. Oh, okay. We've all. We've... He wasn't. He wasn't even like on a proper site. Um, so he was just watching a normal Hollywood movie where there's a little bit of boob, and he thought, oh, "I remember them." <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Do you remember? Having, do you remember them? Do you remember them, fella? He was having a random romantic moment. Wowzers! Yeah. Okay, and so. Um, so what was said? What was the conversation when you walked in on your um, dad shivering a beauty? Oh, my God. Oh, um, uh, that's disgusting. It is, um, isn't it? Well... That's not my family problem. Thank God it wasn't out. It was like an under-the-pan kind of thing. Oh, OK, all right, yeah, um, yeah. All right. And we both kind of screamed, me and my sister, and, like, ran out the door. Do the scream for me that you did. 
Oh, I can't even. I can't. I can't. I've got neighbours, but it was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, it was like that. <laughs> Wowzers! And, and I bet there was a, a freeze frame of about yeah. a minute in your mind before you reacted, but it was probably a second. And it was yeah. It okay. was like about a second of of where my dad kind of went oh, and we went oh, and then we both all kind of. <laughs> collectively, like... Hey, shame, shame on you, Katie. It's not we, the house you live in, is it? No. Well, then no, shame on you. Them. Shame on you. You shouldn't <laughs> be just traipsing around your parents' house. <laughs> Sneaking up right? on him. How dare you? How dare you? That man has worked his entire life to buy a little bit of privacy, so that if, he, if he's watching a movie in the afternoon and he wants to, wants to knock one out, then that's exactly what he can do. He has earned that right. He has earned that right to have a, to have a fiddle any time he wants to have a fiddle. Not in the living room, right? Well, yes, that's why they call it. I mean, that's disgusting. That's why they call it the living room. Yes. Uh, Here's the thing. I've, I've, I've got a house now, Katie, and I'm going to be honest. I have pleasured myself in every single room in that house. Oh my god, that's every, an image I proper don't need in my every house. single room, and also in the loft space as well. Have you? Yeah, in the little, the little, the bit where you open the door and you go in, and it's like all that's that. That's like not even a stuff. proper room. That's yep. just a, yep. a cupboard. It's my house. I do what oh I want. My god. I've worked long and hard for that house. I went. I don't spent, say long and hard. I spent three weeks with a bunch of a holes in the jungle so I could afford that house. All right, I worked long and hard for that house. I will not. Stop saying long and hard. I want to come and meet your dad. I want to shake his hand, and I want to. Don't uh, shake his hand. I want to play sticky biscuit with your dad, in 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 every room of that house. It's so disgusting. What? It's so minging. You've had a you've had a baby. You've done worse. That's natural. At least you know I'm doing that. Do it in front of everyone. Right. Well, okay. I don't think he was waiting for you to come in, was he? What was? Did you tell your mum? Did you tell your mum? My mum was come, come in the second after. She oh, so she um, saw, and then she shut the door and kept you two out while they um, stop it entertained each other. So that's, oh, that's mine. I'm no, hungry. It didn't go down like that at all. How did she go down there? Like, <laughs> it was more like my dad stood up and was like, "Oh my god!" It was more. And then his trousers and, and pants fell down. Just, me and my sister were screaming. Um, oh, the baby up. was just like, "What's going on?" My mom oh, the baby was there. That's suddenly taking a very, very dark twist. I didn't know there was a baby uh, actually present. So, yeah, what did you say? To, what was the next, the next conversation with your dad after that? When you went back in the room, I kind of tried to reassure him because he seemed a bit upset. <laughs> well, I bet he did. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, and my sister was like, she, she's only fourteen. She was like roasting him. Like, she was saying all these, oh, like... A little bit she was, like, death. taking the mick out of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's only natural, you know, everyone does it, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, he j- I don't think he made eye contact with anyone for the rest of the night. Wow, oh, God. But, yeah, so, who's had the worst day? Your dad. No, no, no. Yeah, your dad. <laughs> your dad is definitely Katie. Shame on you. You, you, you. I expect you to be more open-minded. Uh, thank you for your call. Yes. Yeah, bye, bye. Um, I wonder what the film was. Four nine nine one thousand. Probably like Love Story or um, um, Thornbirds. The um, what's the one with Omar Sharif where they're on a boat? Doctor Zhivago. Remember them being any particularly sexy bits in that? Well, the boats are horny. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. There's your video. Put that up. Let's oh no, we can't. Yes, of course we can. Oh no. Yes, we can. Put that video up. Get the that. man has suffered enough. Don't know his name. It's probably Steve. Guessing. Put that video up. That is great. That is the one that's going to go viral. Dad gets caught knocking one. By the way, if you've ever been caught, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I told you my mum caught me once. Go on. Well, she got you know, 
This was like when I was about 15. And when you're 15, any 15-year-old boy will tell you, you are just horny all the time. I've, honestly, I've never known anything like it since. Just there's like two years, it was like, what a chair. Got <laughs> the legs on that. Yeah, that door handle. <laughs> just uh, constantly, right? And I was watching telly with the family. And then there was a, something that was a bit racy came on. I thought, <laughs> so I thought I'm going to go upstairs. At least you went upstairs. Of course I did. I'm decent. I'm not like a dirty dad. <laughs> uh, I went upstairs and I watched it on my TV. I'm on the bed. And I've got my trousers around my ankles. Wow. So you'd really gone to town. You're taking your tr- trousers around your ankles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a gentleman. <laughs> and my then suddenly there's a knock at the door. Oh, God. I'm like, I'll be in a second. But the, the, then the door opened. And I could. this is all in slow motion. The door opens. I'm on the bed. <laughs> no time to pull no, the trousers up no. so I jump off and I have to hop to the door <laughs> to push the door shut she'd seen it, my mum had seen it my mum had seen it and worse still it was hopping towards yeah, us yeah, yeah I'll be down in a minute I'll be down in a minute she wants to tease her I'll be down in a minute oh, and then you've got the, and here's the thing and then you've got to walk downstairs knowing that your mum has seen you um Shivering abuse. <laughs> Stop saying that. I finished. Oh my god! Well, I had to. I had to. I might as well get, get something out of it. Uh, this is the late night alternative. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Who have you caught masturbating? Is uh, tonight's. Uh, Phone in if you want to give us a call on that. Or anything you want, you'd be very, very welcome to. Um, Blind BBC journalist who was mocked by LBC's Steve Allen for using a guide horse due to his fear of dogs could sue radio host after unsatisfactory Ofcom ruling. Um, A blind journalist who became the first person in the UK to use a miniature guide horse. Is that the first one in the UK? Because they've been in the States, obviously. It starts in the States. For years, I thought they were... So, well, obviously they're not. So, I thought there were some in the in the UK. Um, he's seeking legal advice after he was mocked on air by LBC presenter Steve Allen. Can I just say one thing as well? Um, I've had a few people say, oh, I've complained to various radio stations about presenters, that presenter and other presenters, and nothing was done. Here's the thing. If you complain to a radio station, unless it's something really, really big, they ain't going to do nothing. BBC slightly different. But generally, if you complain to a radio station, they ain't going to do nothing. Because why would they? Why, why would they? Uh, if you have an issue with a radio programme, Ofcom. I'm not going to give out the number. You can find it. Google it. But Ofcom is the place... Uh, the place to go, as well as the radio station to a certain extent, but but Ofcom have the power to investigate uh, a, a complaint, see if it kind of fits into the general standards and practices of the radio industry in this country, and Ofcom are pretty good pretty good, right um, and they will take into context the, the, the you know, like the, the whole bit that you're complaining about, the bit before and the bit after. They'll take into context the time, the style of the show, what state... They're taking loads of stuff into context. And if they... F- and they won't cover anything up, right? If they feel that something breaches their guidelines, which are the industry standard guidelines, then something will get done. It will get caught. The, the presenter will get called out. The station will get called out. They might have to issue an apology. In, 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 if it's repeated behaviour, there could be a significant fine. There could be loads. The presenter could be suspended. There's loads of stuff. If you go to the station, 
there's a chance that nothing might will get done. The BBC, local BBC, will probably take action, I, I would think. I would go, well, for local I BBC, they... I'd go to Ofcom first, and then if they didn't uphold it, I'd go to the BBC, because cause I got done for stuff at the BBC that got, got laughed at by Ofcom. Yeah. The BBC. I, th- well, it's not what we I think doing. with the BBC, you have to go to them first. Ah, to maybe. Make a maybe. So they maybe. say... Anyway, so so th- j- that's just a tip, and I'm, I know I'm kind of um, the turkey voting for Christmas there by saying that, but 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 I just saw a few people saying, "Well, I complained to a station like this guy and other people, nothing was done." Go to Ofcom is the thing. Google it, you find it. Also, it depends on the complaint. If it's just you didn't like it, oh, go to hell. It, you know that that's not go really, to hell. That's not really something that they'll act on, unless um, it was you didn't like it for a you know a, Mohammed, obvious reason. Mohammed Salim Patel, twenty four, from Blackburn. Lancashire. Now they know. No, that's Roy Labbott Horse. Was using two year old American miniature horse Digby because of his fear of dogs until the horse grew too big. So the horse is going to go with a, with a taller dude now. Mm-hmm. In a broadcast on October the 1st, Alan, who is on air, um, uh, who's basically on in the graveyard shift, said he'd never heard of anything so stupid while discussing a story on Digby published last month. He also said on air, well, if he's blind, tell him it's a rabbit or something. I've never heard of anything so stupid. This is the blind man, scared of dogs, hoping that a horse will guide him on his commute. Where are you going to take that, for goodness sake? I, I tell you what's great about this story. You get to see loads of pictures of this guy with Digby. And Digby and Digby's look, adorable. Digby looks wicked. <laughs> I want a Digby. Digby looks absolutely brilliant. In December, communications regulator Ofcom upheld a complaint that Alan's, com- Alan's comments had been offensive. Digby, who reached 33 inches in height... Oh. <laughs> oh, I love it! My little pony. <laughs> Just two inches taller than the maximum height for a conventional guide horse of 31 inches is set to be placed with a taller owner by current trainer Katie Smith. 58. Don't know why we need to know her age, but we do. Katie who has spent months painstakingly training... Stay there, David. Come to you in a second. Painstakingly training Digby. I'd love to see... Um, maybe we should get, get in touch with her. Because I'd love to see how you train. Yeah. I, I wonder how similar it is to, to guide horse. Uh, uh, the guide dog. Uh, maybe we'll have, see if we can get a, have a chat with her. Uh, and with other miniature horses to provide therapy for blind people, also said she was appalled by Alan's comments. In its ruling, Ofcom said Mr Allen seemed to be implying that people who are blind cannot differentiate between a rabbit and a dog. Mm. We considered that this remark could have been interpreted as belittling blind people and offering a highly pejorative view of them. There's another picture of Digby, look, taking him to the post. But I love it. Brilliant. This is the, the only good thing. Well, not the only. I think there might be a couple of good things. But the best thing is we get to see pictures of Digby. Um, he can also uh, uh, further. Mr. Allen repeatedly questioned, in dismissive terms, the practicality of using a guide horse, and emphatically dismissed what was an individual's choice to equip himself in this way as ludicrous. Um, he also concluded that the man in question should be denied his choice. "Quotes: He's afraid of dogs. Why? Why is he afraid of dogs? Well, don't give him. Don't give him anything at all. Then just give him a white stick. What? In our view, the potential offence was exacerbated by Steve Allen mocking the idea that the BBC had implied a blind cameraman. Turns out that guy wasn't a cl- cameraman. Mick Scarlett tweeted me. And it's a thing. producer. It's a producer. Apparently a really, really good producer as yeah. well. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Damn these blind people trying to get on in life and having dreams and aspirations. Gosh, it's as if they're normal people. Can't we go back to the olden days? Katie said, the train is very offensive. Guide horses are all about independence and giving people a better quality of life. Mohammed has decided that Digby has grown too big for him and is looking elsewhere for a smaller guide horse. I'm continuing to work with Digby, Digby and my other miniature horses to provide therapy, including guiding for blind people. 
Um, Mohammed, uh, who has a degenerative eye condition, retinitis pigmentosa, added, I'm quite annoyed at what Steve Allen said, rightfully so. I'm not satisfied by the Ofcom ruling in the slightest, and I'm seeking legal advice. Um, And then I noticed the RNIB issued a statement today. Sarah Lambert, head of social change, RNIB, said it's really disappointing to hear such outdated and ill-informed views on national radio in 2018. Instead of ranting about assistance animals, whether dogs or horses, then they show this Sarah Lambert instantly, instantly wins because then she puts a little joke in. But to the best of our knowledge, not rabbits. Come on, well played. Yeah. Well played. Uh, instead of ranting about assistance animals, whether dogs or horses, but to the best of our knowledge, not rabbits, that provide valuable help and companionship, Steve Allen should widen his perspective and recognise the joy in stories like that of Digby the Guide Horse. Absolutely right. During his outburst, Steve also spoke incredulously about a blind cameraman at the BBC. Blind and... Oh, this is what I was saying. Blind and partially sighted people, like any other, aspire to great and varied things. And thanks to advances in technology and the support available, there are very few jobs that are out of reach. Often the biggest barrier to people with sight loss... uh, Sorry, often the biggest barrier people with sight loss face is the negative stereotypes and outdated attitudes of others. And Steve's comments are a prime example of this. At RNIB, our vision of the future, that's clever, is a world free of barriers for blind and partially sighted people and working with partners in the community. We will not rest until this vision has become a reality. Well done, guys. Good work, good work. I'm writing to Katie Smith as we speak. Oh, do, do. Um, and we don't need to talk about... Tell her we don't, you know, we don't need to talk I was talking about the work she does yeah. training the horses. Well, this is, this, is, this is another good thing. If we can get her or, or if we could go and, you know, see these horses or meet them or, or watch her train or just chat to her on the phone if we get that. Because I've, I've been fascinated by them for years. I think it's... I do think at the first, at the first time you hear it, you do think, that is ludicrous. Horses. Guy, well, because you're thinking of massive you think horses, of a massive one. But 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 then when you see them, and uh, I, I think it's genius. I think it's absolutely genius. I'd love to talk to Katie. Right, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, David. Good evening. Uh, Long time listener, first time caller. Well done. Hey. You just won yourself five pounds for uttering those uh, those classic words. <laughs> Tremendous. Mm. Um, I've been meaning to call you for a while, Go but felt I needed a kind of a meaty clunky gear change of a call to do so. Okay, all right. I like your style. Bearing in mind, most of our callers have nothing to talk about, but, uh, but, but, okay, you've you've, you've come prepared. I like this. I feel I've probably tipped the scales too far. Uh Uh-oh. And um, I was going to call you last night um, and then bottled it, as I have the number in my phone, and then um, today um, has been one of those crazy days. Yeah. Probably the craziest of days. Um, uh, My wife passed away today. Oh. Um, Oh, brother. I know. I'm so, uh, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's the only thing I can think to say. I'm yeah. sorry, man. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 been a hell of a year. She discovered um, she went into hospital in in March with a an obstruction, um, which we found out was bowel cancer, um, and then we had a successful operation to remove it. And uh, five or so months of chemotherapy, um, and we went for the six month scan, and unfortunately. At that point, um, we were thought we were going to get the good news, but we got the bad news that it had um, been resistant to chemotherapy and it spread to the, the liver and the lungs. And that was in September, and uh, it's just been a, quite a rapid deterioration since then. And just been in hospital for the feels like uh, feels like forever, but it's been a few weeks. And uh, she passed away uh, today. And 
yeah, that was going to be my meaty, clunky gear change, but, you know. Well, um, so. may I, you don't have to tell me if you don't want, may I ask what her, her name? Uh, Sarah, without a H. Without an H? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I always go for the Sarah and the number of Sarahs. Mm-hmm. Did she call people out if they went for the Sarah? She was too polite. Oh, no! No, but she'd uh, probably just make a note. So, so, <laughs> so people would be getting her name wrong and she'd just go with it? Yeah. Oh, God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, God, well. yeah, You can ima- imagine the amount of doctors and consultants who come in and uh, say her wrong thing, she'd never complain. Um, how long you been married for? If I ask anything, uh, we, if I ask anything, you don't want to yeah, say, yeah. David, or if at any point you just want to no. bail out of the call, it's all no. cool, man. You know that. You've been it's listening. You know that. Um, I've, I've, we, you know, it's been, it's been a strange day. I've been surrounded by her family, who are amazing, and you know, they're essentially, well, they are my second family, but they, you know, they're just, just as close to me as, as anyone could be. Um, but I've kind of just stepped out of that kind of environment. I'm just sat in my car, and <laughs> for some reason, giving you a call. Um, we were. So, so I'm, I'm more than happy to chat. And, uh, we're married for for five years, but um, but we've been together for uh, over sixteen years. Wow! Um, what took you so long, man? What, what what took you so long to get married? We um, we did the whole thing of uh, I, I would have probably married her the day I met her, but um, we did the whole thing of you know we we um, well basically she was eighteen when we met. I was twenty one, um, and then we met um, midweek at a gig. Um, I kind of saw her, and then the, that Sunday, we both went off to, to separate unis. Um, so it was a long-distance relationship, oh, really, wow. for the first four years. Uh, but we're both from the same town. Um, so you, you you have holidays, don't you, Marvin? You're actually at yeah. university. And, uh, and you luck, because I know so many people at university, well, my boyfriend back home, or my boyfriend's gone to, to Durham, yeah. and it, and then, you know, after the first semester, they're, yeah. they're, they're what, sorry, what boyfriend? You kept it going for four years while you were at university, that's remarkable. Yeah, and then, um, so then she stayed on and did a PhD in Edinburgh, uh, where she went to university, and I thought Edinburgh's such a cool place, so I moved up then. Wicked, um, it's a great place. And then uh, we moved down to London in 2009, and uh, yeah, then once we kind of done the whole uni thing and everything, that's kind of when we thought we should really uh, been ten years. We're probably probably a good match. We we got married after kind of ten years together. Basically. Well, in that case, you have, uh... actually you got married the soonest you could, really yes. practically, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, financially. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's the way it works these days. Yeah, exactly. And we've got um, we've got a, a, a beautiful, beautiful daughter who's uh, two years old as well. So. Oh, oh dear, oh dear. Yeah. That's um, I'm I'm going to be honest, David. I'm I'm welling up here a little bit. Yeah. I hope you don't, hope you don't mind. All right. <laughs> I hope you don't mind, but I am. I don't mind, I don't um, mind. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's tough. I mean, she was. Um, I know you're the uh, magician at guessing ages, but yeah, I know you her voice, but she was thirty-four years old, so it's no ages. It's nothing, is it, man? <sighs> Where's um, so so you spent the whole day with her family, which I'm yeah sure is 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 a great comfort but also i guess maybe do, do you perhaps want a little bit of time on your own yeah it's um we've um we've got a little um, um two-bedroom house um and we've had kind of all her family staying with us so we've got um two sisters brother-in-law brother and a mum have all been all been staying in our house with with freya my daughter as well um so it's it's been a great distraction but obviously you don't get that at the same time no, you, need. You, you need a little bit of when, when someone passes yeah. you need a little bit of silence yeah um, yeah. It's, um 
What, what about your family? Have you got your family? Yeah, my, my family are up north. Um, right. com- completely you know, supportive and everything like that, but at the same time, not wanting to kind of overwhelm and, and yeah. realise there's a kind of limit to the amount of people you want to see. And also, they're, uh, they've been taking uh, good care of our dog for the past month or so. Mm. so uh, how is. How is Freya? Is she all right? She's doing really, really well. She's amazing. She's the most, most beautiful girl. And um, she knew that mummy was sore, that her tummy was sore. Um, so I've not had the, the big chat yet. But, um, oh, mate. Um, she knows that we, we, we managed to take her into hospital when mummy was a bit more kind of... Um, a bit more lucid and with it in terms yeah. of uh, her communications and um, and the, the team there were really good and they brought her in um, some like paper and finger paints and they did finger painting together. Um, so that's kind of the last time she saw mummy and it was a beautiful moment. It really was. Yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was. And all, all the team um, at the hospital were just been amazing. Really, really amazing. So. How, I'm going to ask you a really dumb mm. question. Right, it's a really dumb question, and you may not have an answer for this, but how if, if I was there now, I would put my hand on your shoulder and I would look you in the eye and I'd say, how are you doing, brother? How are you mm. feeling right now? I guess, I mean, you go through the whole rollercoaster of emotions that I've kind of been going through since September when you get the news that the cancer's come back, and I know certain people love to be positive and think that it's always going to be a happy ending. But I think I had to go down the route of knowing that I had Freya was just to be kind of a practical way of thinking and, you know, planning for the future before you even get there and trying to prepare yourself. But then you get to today and you realise that you can't prepare yourself for when, when someone you love so much passes. And yeah. I'd, just, I'd, I'd just say I feel daunted would be the word. Yeah, th- that is, uh, uh, yes, I imagine that sums it up perfectly is that there's a lot of um you're staring at a lot of unknowns yeah now uh, i think i had um like a, a wobble should we say a, few, a while ago a few nights ago when i, I um i spent the night uh in, in the room where sarah was in hospital and just just to be to be with her and um obviously a, a night in a hospital just feels like a very very long time with everything that's going on. In oh, it's horrendous, isn't it? It's so. Here's the thing: it's so noisy in there. Mm-hmm. It's so noisy with people talking and walking and um, farting and machines and how how is anyone supposed to get any rest in a hospital room? And um, I think at that point, I was in my head running through every possible challenge and scenario that me and Freya are going to face over the next, you know, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. And trying to come up with an answer on the spot of how I was going to fix that. I mean, I, mean, I know deep down they just got to take each day and each step at a time and each decision at a time, but it's, it just gets away from you sometimes. Wobbles are allowed, you know that. Mm-hmm. You, you're going to have mm-hmm. a lot of wobbles. You, you, you know, you, 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 of course, you have to, uh, you, you have to have certain strength for yourself and for your daughter. But you're also allowed to break down. You know, you're also allowed yeah. to wobble. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to make mistakes, and um, you're allowed to feel what you are inevitably going to feel, and you're allowed to express that. And I, yeah. I'm sure you know that. But yeah. just reminding that that everything that you're going to feel in the next couple of days, weeks, years, that's all mm. cool. There's no, you know, you're allowed to feel that stuff. 
I just want to say thank you to both of you. Oh, You've been very entertained. On. I'm at the drives in and out of uh, hospital and the traffic. I've introduced you to it. Her family and oh, no, oh god, it's I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm but, sorry uh, about Ian's like wind. <laughs> well, I think I think you uh, you saying a dick. <laughs> well, I'm sorry about that as well. I'm about one or two podcasts behind because I'm usually a podcast person rather than a live caller. Well, there's some, something to be said for a distraction. I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Hey, listen. Um, David, you are welcome to give us a call any time that you want. Of course you are. Oh, hang on a second. You're welcome to give us a call any time you want. And um, uh, I send you love, man. Um, Thank you. Have you... Uh, you can drop me an email as well. Have you got my email address? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, well, um, if, if you've, you've previously you've um, you've given me good uh, migraine advice. Oh, have I? Oh, well, yeah. there you go. Well, then, listen. If you want to kind of reach out, I believe the Americans call it, and mm-hmm. um, I, you know, if you just want to have a chat online or you want to, you send me an email that. and I'll send you my number and stuff. And well, you know, if you want to have a little text or a little chat or something, then that would be cool. Very if you good. want, and if you don't want, you don't have to. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, I appreciate that. But as, as, as you know, from one dad to another, and, and from one human being to another, I'm I'm really sorry, and um, you know, well, uh, there's nothing I can say, man. Yeah. But I there's know, nothing I can say. But but you have touched us in a, in a, in a, in a in a way that I'm sure you can't imagine, and um, we're there for you, and all the listeners are there for you too, brother. Thank you, and hopefully the. Uh... The next caller can be a, a clunky gear changing the yeah. Uh, it right can be. Doesn't have to be. Doesn't have to be. If you want to phone up, you know, whatever. You want to phone up, be silent, whatever. It's all fine, man. <laughs> Take care, David. Thanks for Drive being carefully. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. <sighs> oh dear. Oh dear. Deary me. That's got me. I know it's got you. Yeah. Not fair, is it? It's none of this is fair. 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 All right, let's have the answer. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Thank you for that call, David. Um, lots of love to Freya. Thinking of Sarah. Or Sarah, as some would have her. Don't. She wouldn't say anything. Oh, bless. Uh, me and Kath just had a very, very good cry in the studio. We might cry a little bit more. Because we, you know, we've both been touched by cancer. Not, not as per- physically ourselves, but people in our lives. And we've lost people. And we're also parents. And it's also just a very, very sad story. So me and Kath had a little cry and we've had a little hug and I'm sure lots of you at home are doing uh, the same and, and, and David, I'm sure you're not listening. I'm sure you now do whatever you've got to do but um, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for sharing that. Thank you for feeling that you could share that with us. I feel privileged, genuinely privileged to have spoken to you. Um, I would love to have spoken to Sarah at some point. Um, but I'm, I feel privileged that that, um, that you chose us. And there's a lot of love for you on Twitter as well, which is unusual because Twitter, as we know, is a cesspit. And and what this is why I love this show, right? Because 20 minutes ago, we were talking about some 19-year-old girl finding her dad cracking one out. <laughs> and then we go from that 
to David's call. Uh, it really is. This is why we call this show the late night alternative because of because uh, that's where we go. And please don't think you mentioned the phrase "their clunky gear change," and some of you may not have heard it before. Uh, th- this is a show where th- th- we do these clunky gear changes, where we go from something frivolous, although I'm sure Katie is traumatised by what she saw, to something, you know, at the complete other end of the spectrum, hearing David talk about his, his wife, Sarah. Um, and then we, the next phone call might be about, I don't know, farts or something. It, it is. Don't feel that because of David's call, you can't call in with something frivolous. Yeah. Of course you can. If you If you want to share if that has kind of touched something in you and you want to share one your own story you'd be very very welcome to that's what we want that's why that's why i don't sit in the other room screening the calls and working out who goes where trying to find something smooth because life isn't smooth right so come on don't self-edit we'll decide how we handle things it's our job to sort of steer you through yeah honestly and you know as we said conversation doesn't go like that yeah, exactly. This is a conversation, and and kind of me and Kath, I guess, are like the bartenders or the cafe owners, and people come in and share a little bit of their story, and then off they go. Or you know, so so thank you, David. I I I don't. It's 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 that that thing. I, I literally didn't know what to say. I literally didn't know what yeah, to say. There's nothing you can say. There isn't, and the, the, I'm sorry is a cliche, but it is the first thing that kind of comes. You find it in your throat coming out. I'm yeah. sorry, you know. Um, th- th- there's no words of wisdom to offer. There's nothing. You just have to let him know. You have to let people in that situation know that you are there for yeah. them. And he's, you know, he's at uh, the very early stages of a long old journey. But as a lot of people are saying, and and with you know, we're both thinking here. I'm sure. Freya's got a bloody good crack at this with a dad like you. With a dad like you, she is going to have the best chance of getting through this that she's got. You know, I'm sure it's going to be tough, but wow, what what a dad yeah. to have to hold her hand through it. Um, thinking of you, brother, and um, yeah, yeah. All right, let's dive into the phone call, shall we? Uh, let's try James. Good evening, James. Hi, Ian. How's it going? It's on, It's none of your business. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That was. Um, That's all right. I, it's I, the, I was... the new thing we're saying now. We think it's firm but but friendly. The the, the intonation makes yeah. it friendly. I mean, it's a bit weird, but yeah. you, you get the gist. <laughs> yeah. No. The thing is that that I mean, I didn't listen to all that last call, but I heard both your reaction to it, and it it it, it choked me a little bit because it mm. was you know it sounds very. Yeah, it was I, I, real. I, 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 it was very real, and that's yeah. and you know, and uh, that that is life. I'm afraid that is. It was very real and um, honest. So thank you for the honesty, David. Anyway, James, what have you got for us? Well, I called you about a month ago, and um, we we didn't really get along because I I spoke about my uh, wife who's in South America, and I would like to straight off the bat apologise because I called both of you heartless on that evening. And I think that was quite harsh of me to, to say that. Okay. Catherine, um, I don't remember what I happened. Remember. I remember. What happened? What? I don't remember. Oh, uh, well, you just... I don't know. Okay, all right. All right, well, okay, fine. Well, if... Okay, fine. Cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I, I don't really want to go into it. Okay, then let's not. You know, then let's not. My, my, peace my, and love. My situation compared to the, the last guy is nothing. Well, no, but don't worry about that, because we, we can't... I, I don't like playing the comparison game, you know. To, to some yeah, people, yeah, it's, it's all cool. We're, we're all cool, man. We're, all, we're like three little Fonzies. We're all cool. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I understand. But um, I, I called up after some work drinks about a month ago. Oh, I do, I do remember. Yeah, I remember this guy. Uh, I remember this guy. It, it got a bit circular. It, it happens. Yeah, what it was on that particular night, I, I just, you know, I, I had somebody talking to me, telling me about how hard it's going to be to get my wife into the country. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I rang up as a, as a character called Stan. And um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Stan yeah, was yeah. funny, man. Stan was funny. I liked Stan. <laughs> Should have left it as Stan. I know, I know, I know, but I ruined it. But, okay, but you know. what? So what are you saying tonight? I don't get what. Okay, so we've established no, that, and that's cool. I, We're cool. No, I just, I just want to apologise because no I need to. That, um, it's all good. No, but I felt like it was a bit harsh for me to to throw around the word heartless. You know. Yeah, no, no, Kath is heartless. It was an accurate description it's of something her. I've been struggling with for some yes. time. <laughs> Listen, James, your, your your apology is appreciated. It's it's taken. It's done and dusted. Um, and we can now look to the future. We can, we can stop trying to find you. We've been trying to hunt you down, obviously, since yes, that happened. <laughs> but what, what what I wanted to say was, yeah. I, I actually found something really refreshing from from both of you earlier in the week. When I think it was Catherine actually said it, and she said that nowadays everybody wants to, you know, subscribe to a certain group, but you know, it, everything's more nuanced mm. than yeah. just you know, falling into to one camp. And yeah. I appreciate the word nuance is quite boring for a late-night radio show. No, nuance is good. We like nuance. There's not enough of it, is there? No. You know, it's all binary at the moment. Nuance gives you room to, yeah. to um, grow and change your mind and um, admit that maybe you're not an expert on everything. And, and that gives you a chance at not being a, a, a-hole. Yeah, and I, I, just, I just wanted to... You know, I, I don't really have much more else to say than... Just a salute to that, really, because I don't really hear much, much of a um, salute to nuance in, in the media. <laughs> I like <laughs> salute to nuance. That's what I'm going to call my first album. No, well, Petillion phone in radio and emboldened by emboldened, embolstered, bolstered, emboldened by Twitter and things like that, where it's it's zeros and ones, it's black and white, it's in or out, it's left or right, it's um, yeah. it's stay or go. That's it. There is there there is no subtlety. Or subtlety is being worn out. You can't, for example, go on Twitter and go, hmm, I, I, I was just... You can't go on Twitter and wonder something because then you get pounced on. You you, you have to... It but seems in Twitter you have to state go... State your case. This is what I believe. Yeah. And a lot of phone-in radios like that as well. You, the, the host will come on and say, I believe this. Phone in and challenge me. Yeah. And that's it. And that's, that's dull. Isn't it? Say that again. That's detrimental, isn't it? I don't de- detrimental, but it's, it's boring. You're only going to get one kind of call. I yeah. think that way. Two kinds. You'll get the, you'll get some that agree with you and some that disagree with you, and that's it. Yeah. But what we're doing is, in, in, you know, it's not, it's not your show. It's it's the wider society. Yep. What we're actually doing is we're we're discouraging from that thinking, you know, that academic thinking. Yeah. As in. You know, people like to think out loud about different things and hypothesize about different things. And, you know, like you say, if you go on Twitter and you have a, a certain hypothesis or you make a certain statement, then, then somebody will pounce on it straight away. Yeah. Um, and, and I think we're doing ourselves as a society wrong by discouraging that. Thinking. No, I agree. I agree. And also, you're not allowed to change your mind. I change my mind all the time. If someone comes up to me yeah, with, with yeah, facts right. and, or, 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 or even an emotional argument, I, I quite happily go, all right, hang on, let me reassess my... Oh, no, I think my, my stance on this is, is wrong. But no one... It's seen as a sign of weakness yeah. to change your mind on... I'm changing my mind exactly. all the flipping time, me. Yeah. I don't want no problems with that. And also, if I make a mistake, I'll apologise. 
You know, I won't double down, I'll apologise. That's really interesting that you say that, that it's seen as a sign of weakness, because I actually seen it as a sign of strength. Yeah, that totally. You're willing to change your mind and actually take on someone else's point yes. of view. Of course it is, but people go on tw- Twitter and they take a defensive position straight away, and that, that kind of prevents yeah. you from seeing the fact that the person you're talking to has probably got more in common with you than you have a difference, if you get below yeah, the I'm, surface I'm, stuff. Flexible yeah, muscles. And, and, and what, I, what I don't get is, like... <laughs> You know, when I when I was at university, I was encouraged to kind of think, yeah, be challenged by what I believe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. and nowadays it seems that people just go into their echo chambers and just what's the other word for echo chamber? That the the trenches and yeah. and don't you know come out of those trenches and just double down on what they believe in. Yeah, and, because they're surrounded you know, by everyone that thinks the same thing, so they they can use that argument. Everyone I know thinks this, therefore this must be true. Yeah, it's like confirmation bias. Yeah. And, you know, the, the scary thing is, is, you know, where the hell does that lead? It leads to um, Brexit, it leads to Trump, it leads to the right wing winning. Uh, James, listen, thanks for the apology, man. It's, 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 we're all cool now, so call in any time yeah, you want, man. You. Thank you for that. I, I, I like kicking ideas around. Thank you. It's what we can do on this show sometimes when we can be bothered, is kick ideas around. But you can't do it on Twitter. Because cause to do it on Twitter, you have to do it over several tweets. So then one tweet gets taken out of context, and people that is the one that then gets retweeted as, well, he, he believes this. No, 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 no. That was part of a series of thoughts that I was having as I was trying to reach a conclusion in my own mm. mind. Um, yeah, let's go to Mike. Good evening, Mike. Hey, how you doing? All right. That's none of your business. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, sir. I have had a bit of an Ian Lee day today. I have gone, um, I have been watching some um, Rise. I have what? been doing some 11 o'clock show. Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I, just, I have read your blog and I am, so I, I just I just thought I needed to ring you tonight, if that's okay. Well, to finish the day off properly. <laughs> Do you want me to talk dirty not to really, you so you can, <laughs> you can end what you've begun? It's back, it's back to uh, Katie's dad. It's not Katie's dad, is it? No, that would be awful. <laughs> watching Rise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, yeah, the, all the, nearly all the 11 o'clock shows, including the 11 o'clock show Christmas special, they're all on my YouTube channel, and um, I, I don't know where you got the Rise stuff from, because I ain't seen that for years. Not much of that floating around, I is there? Got that, I've got that on my... I've got three VHSs, oh. and one of them... It has got the last big breakfast on it. It's got the last big. It's got the last Rise after that please, as well. Please tell me it's got a big label, and it's saying, Mike's do not tape over. Have you got the last episode? Of it has. Brilliant. It's got the little, the little tab taken out. Have you got the last episode of Rise? The one where I cry at the end, but I only cry because I had this stick that you rubbed on your eyes and it made you cry. In your eyes. Yeah, and yes. then we did a big pile on at the end, didn't we? <laughs> yes, I remember. Is that. there any way you can do a copy of that and send it to me? Um, Come on. Come on, Mike. You owe me. It, it is the full, the full um, couple of hours. Um, I'm, if I can, I will do. I'll, I'll see my. I can't, but let me I'll have, right, a word, man, I have a I'm word if sure you can, because I'd love. Do. I'd love a copy of that. I, I would. I would absolutely love a copy of that, too, and I'd put it up on YouTube and stuff. And uh, but let, let us know. Send us an email, and we'll see if we can work out a way. Maybe if you send it recorded delivery, and I would pay for that, and then I'd send it back to you. Or something. Send us an email, Mark, because oh, I'd love to see that. It was. I, I did record it. I honestly recorded it, but when it was on and it was there, I, I mate, honestly, it yeah. was brilliant. I, I, I thought I, Rise was great. No one, no, no one watched it. But I thought I was having the time of my life. It was amazing. It was right. my, my boss, right? My boss, he wanted me at half past eight in the morning, yeah. and I said, "No, nope, I'm getting there at nine. I'm watching Rise." <laughs> and then screw, I was, screw that loser. Yeah. 
Send us if you get you got Ian at ianlee.com. Send me a little email. We'll work something out because I I would love to see that. That would be um, that would be awesome. Um, You you, what? Okay. Well, listen. You've you've had a day worshiping at the altar of Lee, and I I, I I can't blame you. What can I do to make to end this day perfectly? I can send you a clip of me doing Look East, reporting on a donkey stuck in a field. Goodness sakes! Would you like me to? Again. She's obsessed. I only d- talk about donkeys. Kath, oh, I haven't got my thing. What, what, what can I do? Do you want me to cut you off? Do you want me to swear at you? Do you want me to sing you a song? How can I end this day for you? If you would, if you could. There we go. He's, there we go. He's gone. We got that dumb, didn't we? Okay, good. He's had a he's had a full day of Lee. Of course, I've got to give him something. Are we dumped? We, I was did a naughty there. Susan, say there will come to you in a bit. Um, <laughs> Incredible scenes. I'd love to. I'd, I wouldn't watch it, but I'd love to to have a copy of uh, of that and put it up on YouTube. I loved Rise. No one watched it. We had one day when we registered zero viewers. I had the time, like best paid job I've ever had. Um, the most fun. I loved working with Kate. Um, she's a darling. She's wonderful. She's very funny. I'm glad I was off the week that she she said on Breakfast TV that Hitler was a great leader. What? And I came back to into that, and and I get a point. You know, I know what she means, but came back and the, all the headlines: Kate Lawler in Nazi jibe. Hitler was a great leader. I was going, oh God, Kate. Thank God I wasn't here for that. Um, Susan, come to you in a bit. This is the late night alternative with Ian and Kath on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I 
I've that for ages. Playing that because everyone, everyone will be playing um, Ever Fallen in Love when there are songs equally as good as the Buzzcocks. Pete Shelley. 63. God. It's no age, is it? No. Saw Pete Shelley. First gig, second gig, first gig. First gig I went to. London Central Poly. I was 15. It was to see Frank Sybottom, who was comparing it. That night I also saw The Man from Del Monte, who then became my favourite band. And uh, the other acts were... Pete Shelley and Edward Tudorpole. Oh, right. And um, what a night. What a night for a 15-year-old lad. It was, it was incredible. And, um, yeah, Pete Shelley, man. That's a shame. It, 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 it was responsible for some great, noisy pop. I was going to play Orgasm Addicts, but luckily I checked the lyrics, so... What, a bit rude, are they? We, I think we played them before and we discovered the hard way that there's an F-bomb in there. Wow. It's a great... It's a great you, you know Orgasm Addict, don't you? It's a great... Um, it's an uh, orgasm addict. Well, you tried it just for once. This is this is for Katie's dad. Well, you tried it just for once, found it all right for kicks, but now you found out that it's a habit that sticks, and you're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. Sneaking in the back door with dirty magazines. Oh. Now your mother wants to know about the stains on your jeans. You're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm had- addict. You get in a heat, you get in a sulk, but you still keep a beating your meat to pulp. Flipping heck. You're an orgasm addict, you're an orgasm addict. You're a kid Casanova, you're no Joseph, it's a labour of love, effing yourself to death. (laughs) Orgasm addict, you're an orgasm addict. You're making out with school kids, winos and heads of state, you even made it with the lady who puts the little plastic bobbins on the Christmas cakes. Butcher's assistants and bellhops, you've had them all here and there. Children and God, children of God and their joy strings. International women with nobody hair! <laughs> Ooh! So whether you're asking in an alley and your voice ain't steady, your sex mechanic's rough, you're more than ready. You're an orgasm addict. You're an orgasm addict. Johnny... Johnny want Effie. Always and always. He's got the energy. He will remain. He's an orgasm addict. He's always at it. There we go. It's orgasm dirty, dirty, dirty. It's about something about teenagers. It's a 15-year-old me. That's what that song's about. Um, it's also so a song about... you got anything else done, to Well, I didn't, I didn't. I failed my exams. It's a song also about Susan. Good evening, Susan. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Katie. And good evening, Susie. Good evening, Suze. Um, Suze the Flues. Good evening. Just, Hello, caller. Can I we help you? Hello, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm here. Can you hear me? Unfortunately. Okay, well, I just want to say a special message to David. Okay? Yes. Not to you, Ian. Yes. Um, I want to say that I'm very proud and pleased that David phoned you about his um, dreadful loss of his beautiful wife. And um, there's an echo. Why is there an echo? What have you done to the phone? I haven't done anything to the phone. No, am, am I bumming it? Bugging it. No, I'm not bugging. Hang on. If, if I put you on this line, it might... Um... Try that. Is that better? 
Yes, thank you. I don't know what the... No, it's still there, but never Oh, mind. well, deal with it. Just get on with it. We can't hear it and we don't care. Get on with it. OK, OK. Well, I want to send my love and thoughts across the, the airwaves to mm. David. And I'm, I'm, just very, I'm just very pleased and proud that David's phoned and shared his, his dreadful loss with us because we all send our love and thoughts to you, David, if you're listening. I hope you're still listening. And, um, so, so, we can hear, so we can hear your, your speech. Well, I'm trying to help, yep. actually. Okay, okay, okay. Well, okay. And um, I, I, um, I. It, it reminds me of something. You know, David, you said you've got this beautiful little two-year-old daughter with, that you had with your wonderful wife. Yeah. Now, I've got lots of solutions about things. Okay. Um, well, I don't. Listen. You... Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, let's not. Let's let's not. No. 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 no yes. Yes. It's Susan. Lovely. Susan, Susan, mm. let's let mm. David. If David wants yeah. advice on, on, if David wants solutions, no, no, it's, it's 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 not advice or solution. I well, you just, just said so. Say... You just said you've got plenty no, of solutions. No, no, no yes, no, you did. I didn't yes, you, say that. You literally just did. I'm sorry. No, Mike. No, I'm sorry. You literally just did, and I don't want it. No. Susan. Listen to me. No, listen I to me. Susan, li- Susan, okay, great. Listen, yeah. just shut up for a second and mm. listen to me. I know mm. you're very well intended. Mm. Your intentions mm. are good mm. here. But mm. please be... For God's sakes, woman. I know your intentions mm. are good, but... Mm. What are you no, doing? I, I don't want I you giving mean, advice. No, it wasn't advice, no. I promise it's All not All right, you carry on. If it sounds like advice, I'm going to cut you off. I, OK, I swear on my deathbed it's not advice oh, God, for, well, for David or anybody. But I think, I think that this beautiful little girl... No. Is, ..will be a memory of Sarah... Okay. Always. All right. Okay. That's all. Is that all right? Uh, okay. Um, was there anything else? That's. Well, I just, I just, um, I didn't want to offer anything on a different subject. Was there anything else well, on a different subject? Um, yes. Let's go there then. Have you seen the film? The Painted Veil, which is based on a story by Somerset Maugham. No. That sounds just your sort of film. I have not seen that. Uh, is Bruce Willis in it? Bruce Lee. No, you don't want to watch him. No, what are you talking about? Why should Bruce Willis... What are you talking about, Willis? Bruce, Bruce Willis is, is Britain's greatest actor. And by the way, I did shed a tear for, for you, David. I shed a tear okay. as well as Katie and Ian. Is that right? End of story, OK? I bet I shed more. I bet I shed more. I'm not going to bother David again, but I just, you know, okay. wanted to say that. All right, so... We're all with All him. right, OK, well, then, uh, what was the it? Film, so you're talking about Somerset Maugham now and Bruce Willis. Yeah, the film... <laughs> Oh, the Return of Bruno. Nothing to do with Bruce Willis. Then why did you yet? mention him? I didn't mention Bruce You Willis. did! You said Bruce Willis! You keep saying Bruce Willis. Katie, did I say Bruce Willis? Yes! Just said you did! And I heard no. you! Catherine, did I? You just said it just then. And a, yeah, bit, but and a bit before. before. A bit before. The yeah. film is based in 1920s in China. And so Bruce Lee could be in it. No, you idiot! It's not that kind of film. You're making me shout. I'm not making. I'm not making you do anything. Your anger you and your stupidity issues shout. are making you shout. The fact that you're thick makes you shout. Oh come on now, let's play nice. Well, you yeah, well, tell you it, could stop be shouting. Polite, couldn't you? Let's you, all stop shouting. I'm not the one. Sh- I'm not. No one's shouting apart from this this crazy woman. You're always shouting. I might, I'm not shouting now. So that's a lie. It's a libel. I'd like you to apologise. Retract that lie and apologise. Retract what line? The lie about me always shouting. So 
sometimes you shout. That's different. Yes, yeah, sometimes true. I shout. Yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. I've right. been to and China. Have you? I shout because you pl- you provoke me. How you dare shout. you? How dare you? Have you ever been to China? No, have well, you? Yes, I have actually. So um, I know more about China than you do. Carry on. You didn't know anything about China in the twenties and the colonial reign. Of course, I did. Of course, and I know about it. What do you know about the kick bo- the, the uh, kickboxers um, revolution? Okay, we should know about it. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I do know loads about it. Actually, well, I think you'd like. The, do you like classical period? Do films? you know? Do you know who was ruling China in the nineteen twenties? Um, Any ideas? It, was, it wasn't Mao, was it? He came later, didn't he? No, Mao was no. Uh, shall I let you no. know? Shall I let you know? Who was it? The Japanese. The Japanese were ruling really? China in those days. Yes. What? Wh- when did Mao come to the to, to the to the? Um, I am not going to tell you. I'm going to let you find that out for yourself. Yeah, the Japs did. Whoa! We don't say did. Japs. We say Japanese. The Japanese and the Chinese don't like each other. No, do they? they don't. Because Japan went yeah. over there for a long time and, and treated oh, them like yeah. dogs, worse than dogs in their yeah. own country. Well, well, kickboxer rebellion. China, China's after one of their islands, isn't it? They keep saying it's theirs, and it's not. The Japs, well, stop saying Japs. Japs is an offensive term, and I'm really sorry if anyone is offended by that. It's an offensive term, Susan. Is it? Yes, it is. What about if I say Poles for Polish people? I don't mean any harm. Is that offensive? Well, that's different. Jap is an Jap is an offensive. Why don't you say the abbreviated version of Pakistani then? You know, Susan, because you're oh, no. you're brighter than you let on that some abbreviated names are offensive. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. 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 Yeah, we go. And the fi- the film is is very sad because that's twice I've cried today because this don't, um don't. spoiled spoiled little girl from London she was she she married this a British bot um biologist. I don't know this story. Is this in the he papers today? Because I've not seen this. Uh, well, if you. I'll tell you. Is this or in the newspapers today? Are you about to libel someone? It's a film, you idiot. There you go, losing. I can't get any further than a sentence with you. Because you keep shouting. You keep shouting, Susan. You're a very angry lady. Calm down. You shout sometimes. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes I shout. Right. Yes. Okay. Do you want to hear the story? A bit more of the story. Roger. Roger has te- tweeted in. Roger says, mm. "Is it me, mm. or is Susan more argumentative and arsy <laughs> since she stopped seeing her fancy bit? Frustration, no, maybe." Well, that's that. that's a very sexist no, thing to he, say, Roger. No, Roger, but sometimes you need that. a release. You need like a, a literal release of built-up um, fluids. No, she's not right. said she's not releasing. No. She doesn't need a man for that. Okay, no, fair point. Good, good point. Good point. I, I, good point. I, I, um, she said no, she was celibate. Right, well, hang on, we're talking right. about you, Susan, not to you. She Roger, did. She said, no, be, quiet. Right. be quiet. Be quiet. Be quiet. She did say okay. she's right. I do shout sometimes. Yeah. She said she was celibate. That doesn't mean you don't. Yes, it does. I was celibate. I've been celibate she... a lot. Does not that... a problem? Does that mean no? no she's tickling been celibate the... almost eight hours today. Does that mean no tickle in the pickle? It does actually. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Gosh, yeah. I couldn't do that. What you couldn't do? What? Be it, celibate. Tickle your pickle. No, and not even tickle the pickle. No. I suppose you get to a point where it's a bit, uh, a bit boring. You, you get... Look, what it is, you get used to your life, whether yeah. you're having sex or not. You get used to it, don't you? I suppose. You know, not like Ian, not like Ian, Ian plays with it all the time. Oh, God, it's never... around with it. Seldom stops. Has he got his hand on it now? No, he's got his hands above the desk because he knew that that was going to be Good. your next question. Good. Good. 
He'll probably have, it, have a go at it when he gets home or in the car at the traffic lights. I'm not going to have a go in the car at the traffic lights, but yes, I will probably have a go at... Catherine, so- are you... Catherine, are you, are you wearing a short skirt, sweetie? No, I'm not. I'm wearing trousers. Good. You've got to watch it with Ian. I don't trust that boy. OK. Thanks for your call, Susan. Bye, sweetie. There we go. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. <laughs> Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Well, Sally suggests that Susan is flirting with me, and Dave says Susan wants to play with your gear stick. Oh my goodness. Ah, uh, wow. The late night, what a show. The late night alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Still got that mouth ulcer, but it's going a bit, so I didn't get any medicine for it. Being very, I sent you a brave. picture of the medicine involved. Thanks so much. Turn, turns out, just having a picture of it on your phone doesn't actually work. You need to go out and buy it and put it on. So I'm cool. Um, and also, I can't access my phone anymore. Look, it's off, and now it's on again. Well, you and then it'll go off again, all because it's got it in it. You should have paid attention to the picture before you pooed on it. It's not my fault if you're a film. Oh animal. God! Film my eldest son in his Christmas play. And there was no sound, so I'm going to get. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get him to. I'm going to get him to recreate his lines over the top. That's what I'll do. Lovely. That's what we'll do. Oh three. Some show tonight, guys. Thank you for your calls. Thank you for everyone on Twitter and people who are texting in. I really appreciate it. This is uh, uh, this is going to be a show that I'm going to carry around with me for years. I think when people say. And David's just emailed me. David, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I, I will send you... I don't know my number, but I'll send you my number tomorrow, even though I, you can't phone me or text me because my phone don't work. So that's the ultimate get-out. <laughs> Please don't do a Sadiq and phone me 20 times a day. Is he still phoning? He stopped, actually. He stopped. I think oh. he's got the hint. Oh, dear. He's not... <laughs> or his phone's broken. Um... Uh, but yeah, this is one of those, you know, people are, sometimes people ask, what's the most memorable, I think tonight's has been, has been pretty much, um, 0344 is the phone number. Let us go to Lee. Good evening, Lee. Hello. Hello, Lee. So it's Luke. Mark. Mark. Listen, I know you work, hang on a minute, Lee, uh, Mark. Look, Mark, I know that you work on Martin Kellner's show normally. And I know um, that he doesn't get any calls. And I know that because we tell, just before we finish this show, we tell everybody not to call. Because <laughs> we don't want to get no, more calls. Shut up, Lee. So just before our show finishes, we say, don't call Martin. It's like a big practical joke, and, and it's, it's funny. It's probably for the best, though, because you know Martin's got a temper. Lee, please keep keep quiet. But but here's the thing. We like to get the names of our callers right, Mark. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. So Lee, what can we do for you? Ian, two things. One thing is, I met you years ago when I, I ran a little magazine and we interviewed you with my ex-wife. We came to, I think, Absolute. What was it called? It wasn't Vulture. Station. Station. It was like a little zine magazine. I think I, re- I do remember that, man. I do remember that. Yeah, do you remember? Yeah, it was good. It was good. And I just want to say that, you know, uh, I've suffered from a, a quite a serious mental health issue in the last probably five years. Oh, mate, I'm sorry. And I've listened to your radio show since LBC days. Yeah. And I just love it and I appreciate it. And I'm, you know, I, I think you're doing a great thing and I think you're, you know, you're working hard in whatever way you do it. I always, every night I listen to it, 
know. Well, I bless like you, bless you, man. Yeah. I, I appreciate the kind words, Lee. I do remember chatting to you. That must have been six. That must have been about seven years ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what's going? So how come you're struggling? What's going on? Uh, can we keep the can we can we keep my name as Lee? Is that okay? Of course we can, Lee. <laughs> yeah. So I got diagnosed with bipolar. Okay. And it's you know it's a weird illness to have because it affects a lot of people around you In... and also yourself, obviously. Uh, so, you it... know, you know, Ben. You talk you talk very openly. Yeah. I'll be open. How does it affect? It affects it, it, a lot of people around you. In what way does it? Does your bipolar affect those around you? I think for a long time I didn't quite understand it. Yeah. So you kind of one ignore it and let it carry on. So for you know three months a year you're not really present. Yeah. Then maybe for the next two months you're still not present. I've only recently learned you know, how I am you know, from self-learning. But I was never really up. I'm always depressed, but I go, I get arrogant and aggressive and, yeah. you know, not very nice. And suddenly people go around, you go, well, what's your problem? You go, well, I demand more. Yeah, I demand more. What a great way of putting it, man. Yes, I get that. You know, and it's tough, because, you, you know, your partner goes... I don't. You've not been here for three months, and now you demand more. You know how so it's hard for everyone to remember. You know, of course, you understood. Yeah, and you know, partners want to go. I want to be loved, and you go. Well, I need help. Do you know what? You right. raise a really good. You raise a really good point. It is um, uh, obviously with 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 all illnesses and mental illness, the, the focus is on the person who's got it. But it is, re- and I know this is really tough on the partners and and the kids to, if there are kids involved. It's, it's tough on the people who love them because I don't I, they don't live with me. Okay, and um, you know, it's not it's nothing sinister about it. But mm-hmm. uh, um, um, I think, like you say, a lot of times, you know, when you see your kids, you 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 can kind of snap out of it, can't you? There is an element it. of that, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You can just, you know what you need to do. However you feel, you can support them and look after them. Yeah. Generally. Ge- not all the time, but generally. Uh, I, I, I like it, liken it to, ge- generally I can play the part of dad. when I, If I'm not feeling it, I can quite often play the part of dad. Sometimes I can't. I totally agree. Sometimes I, I can't do it. always after. Yeah. And I always, what I always correspond with you is your guilt. You're quite honest with it. Yeah. So the guilt I always have after is like, I was there. But I wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because you weren't present. You kind of... I felt guilty because I wasn't actually enjoying that moment. Yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking about how I felt and panicking and worried about... Re- resenting the kids a bit as well? I get that. Well, I resent, I resent them. The kids. You know how it is. But it's more about kind of like going... After they leave, you go... They must have noticed that you yeah. were kind of like... You were there playing Lego or building Meccano, but you weren't really <laughs> yeah. actually in the zone with them. Yeah. How are you today? So this has been going on for a while. How are you today, man? Are you uh, are you you got meds? Are you working on it? What's what's happening? I'm on meds. Yes. For the last four months. Uh, Any I change think, yet? You know what was really horrible. The change was great. Yeah. It totally changed me. I was like a normal. You know, I was not. I'm not saying normal person, but no, I know what you mean by that. Go on. You know what I mean? I was like totally different. 
You and want then, you want nuts anymore? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I want a bonkers anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're allowed to say that. But it was like that. It was like you know you go you go. I don't want to swear, but you go. My God, yeah, it's very different. <laughs> I don't want to swear. My God, this is very different. <laughs> <laughs> the poshest way of putting it. Um. You, uh, I'm from Bethnal Green, do you know what I mean? So I was going to say something else. But I know exactly what you're going to say. Um, well, uh, listen, I'm... Um, 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 go on. Sorry, after, like, I think three months, I've just come out of a hole, out of a hole, basically. Yeah. Just, you know. Brilliant. And you know that sort of feeling when you kind of go, it's, you're rushing and rushing and rushing and you can't quite stop it and you don't know what to do and you're yeah. ringing people and asking for help and doctors and things. And no one can really help you. You have to kind of. I'm lucky. I've got a lot of support. I've got like a, a free count every week. Hey, that's good. That's a great position yeah. to be. I've got in. a weird different thing. Yeah. But you can't still, you know, why I wanted to ring you because I'm, you know, I really, I honestly listen to you every single night. I really, you know, I respect what you say every night, and you're honest and you're an honest person about it all. I think you know people. It's never that easy. You know, when you you can think and talk as much as you want to talk, yeah. and get counselling and get help, but when it happens, all that goes out the window sometimes, and you yeah. have to kind of you just suffer with it for a little while. There is, there, the, 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 however much counselling, however much therapy, however many friends you've got, there is always some point when uh, you are on your own, and that might be when you turn out the light and go to bed. Or there are always periods when you're on your own, and that is when it's uh, it can be at its toughest because that's when yeah. you go survive your thoughts. But Ian, I think sometimes I like not even just turning your light off. I think sometimes you know you might wake up one morning, that's your day, and you go, "Man, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, what do I do here?" And I'm lucky because I always go, "My my children will protect me mentally." Yeah, if you know what I mean. And I'm not going to do anything dangerous because I know if I leave them, then what have they got? Yeah. But you know, you kind of go. I, I think, you know, I, from what I've learned for the last year is there's always going to be one thing one day when you can't cope anymore. And I always believe, you know, there's something about hearing what you say and hearing, listening to... Someone said to me, watch a Frank Bruno documentary about his daughter. Oh, yeah. Is that, did you watch that? I've not seen that. Some, someone recommended that to me a while ago. It's actually... It's not, like, amazing. It's good if you've got partner problems. Yeah. Because it's about family-hating bipolar people. But it's interesting to watch, and it's kind of, you know, it works. Yeah. I kind of think, you know, there's always one, there's always that one day when you go, I can't do anything more. Yeah. And you do, don't you? Everyone does it. You do it, I do it, and people do it. But it's kind of like sometimes you go, it's nice to hear other people understand that as well hey listen man it's nice to talk to you seven or eight years after you were kind enough to pop into the studio and have a chat with me and help you know plug the show and stuff and um I, it sounds like you're you're starting an exciting adventure and i, I and i wish you the best of luck brother and, I, and give us a call anytime you want man Cheers, man i appreciate that thank you very much i really and i appreciate you sharing your story with us lee stroke luke you blew it. Oh, blah, blah, blah. See you, <laughs> see, see you later on, Lee. Cheers, man. Bye, mate. Bye-bye. Um, gosh. Well, well, well. Every, uh, I remember that interview. He's a nice guy. Um, well, well, well. It's one of those shows tonight, isn't it? Um, 
And, uh, yeah, OK. It's uh, a good job I'm heartless, otherwise I'd be in bits. <laughs> I think it's important... I'm going to say this young lady's name again, because I, I forgot it. And I think it's important when we were talking about um, Vicky Archer, the uh, mum and uh, the BBC Radio presenter at BBC Radio Shropshire, who left her show early and uh, took her own life... Uh, reading that story, which which did actually has affected me partly because it's we've got a similar kind of job, and you know, and, and partly because I get a bit of stick sometimes if I take a night off because I'm not feeling the vibe, you know. Yeah, not but feeling only from it. idiots. Yeah, only from idiots, exactly. But 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 but, but you know, if I were a different person, I could possibly go that way. So then to hear calls like Lee and David and stuff like that, I think it's um. You know, I don't want to get too pretentious, but this is important stuff. It's important stuff, and I appreciate honesty. That's that's what it is. Let's go to Mark. Good evening, Mark. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, Mark. What can we do for you this evening? So this actually brings me on to what I wanted to say. Okay. Um, so I listen. I'm a support worker, and I work a lot of nights. Yeah. So I listen to you, and I've never really thought about calling up. But I wanted to say thank you to you both for the way you actually support people. Thank you. But, but, but I'm only doing a sharp intake of breath because I'm not very good at um, taking compliments. And, you know, and I appreciate what you're saying. Thank you very much, Mark. And I know you get a lot of stick. From Catherine, primarily. But, yes, there's a, there's, a bit, there's a bit of stick. There's a bit of stick. Um, yeah, yeah. So, and earlier I was listening to your podcast. Yeah. I listened to them on the way home. And Susan was on one of the podcasts. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God, she's a right laugh. <laughs> Shut up, you! Shut up, you! Shut up! Um, yeah, we listen. We get all of God's creatures calling in, and that's why that's why I love doing a late night show because you wouldn't have got any of the calls that we got if we were on in the afternoon or in the oh, morning. No. This for me, you know, we wouldn't have got you phoning in if we were doing a morning show. This is why this time of night something magical happens. Mark. Um, so you work nights. So um, what are you working in a care home? Are you taking or are you taking calls for emergency situations? What's the deal? Well, I do like I'm a key worker, but then also it's independent living. So right. There's three or four of them living in a house on their own. OK. We're there, right in the background. Yeah. Just 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 keeping an eye on everything. Yeah. Well, good for you, man. Thank you for the work that you do, because I'm sure you're not rolling in cash. Uh, we do what you call sleeps. Right. So we sleep So we sleep there as well. So yeah. So that kind of tops it up. Okay. Okay. Well, that, isn't there... Now, are you part of this... Or is this... This might be care home workers, which is I know is significantly different. But there's talk of um, changing the way sleepover is paid, isn't it? Yeah. Is, does that... Would that affect you? Yeah. So nine months ago, just before I started the job... We were being paid £42, so the flatline £42, to do the sleep. Yeah. And then a company called Mind, yeah. which is a big support work company, kicked up this big fuss about it, and it went to court. So the government recommended that they pay us minimum wage for sleeping. So that, for me, was an extra £26 a night. Right. And then just recently, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, it went to the high court, yeah. and the judge kind of... Chucked it under the table and said, "No, it's not happening." Yeah, oh. yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd heard something about that, and it's a, apparently it's a really important way for people who don't earn that much, much, uh, much anyway. That you can earn quite a bit more money through doing these these overnight these sleeps. But but the argument have I got this right? The argument is that um, if you're sleeping, then you're not working. Wow. Obviously, you could get woken up at any point, and you might not yeah. get any sleep. 
but but okay. if you're sleeping, you're not working, so you you shouldn't get more money. Is that the argument? Yes. Yeah, that is it's the nuts. argument that the judge was saying. And there's been occasions where I've worked, so I've done a eight hour shift, then done a sleep, yeah, and then going into like a thirteen hour shift the next day. Wow. I've been woke up at four. Yeah. And not been able to get back to sleep. I bet. So then I've got them still do all that. Hey, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, and I know this with my mum being in a care home. We're, we are all screwed. It could be in the next five years. It could be in the next 20 years. It could be in the next six months. We are all screwed because the, the carers uh, and people who are uh, um, oversee other people's health that aren't necessarily doctors and things, they, they the way we treat them is disgusting. In my mum's mm-hmm. care home, the turnover of people is incredible. And you've got people there who are disabled and all kinds of things. They want consistency. And they don't get it. Every time I go in, it's different people working there because the job is so badly paid. We should be paying people like Mark and, and people that look after my mum. We should be paying them a king's ransom. I think when they I hear the word carers, they expect you to be doing it for love. Yeah. And you yeah. so, so mm-hmm. somehow you're a bad person if you want to make a living. Yeah. I don't do too bad. Like I live away out of the city. I live like 15 miles out of Nottingham. All right. So our house is a, a, a bit cheaper. Yeah, yeah. So I bring them like nearly 2,500. A day? No, a month. Oh, OK. Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so I don't do too bad. So yeah. my best friend who I live with is a manager of, like, a bistro, and I earn more than him. Wow. Oh, hello. OK. I'm oh, sorry about that. That's right. So, yeah, I don't do too bad, but that was when the sleeps were being paid. Yeah. yeah. Like, minimum wage. So I don't know what it's going to be like this month. All right. Hey, listen, Mark, thank you for the work you do, man. I, I, I hope that doesn't sound patronising. I appreciate no, it. No. And, um, you know, you, you, you keep on keeping on, man. Thanks for having me on. No worries, Mark. Thanks, Anytime. Mark. Thank you. Two and a half grand a month. Uh, is, is that, that's, that's about that's 30 grand a year. I've just done the math using the calculator. It'll be a little bit less than that because he obviously he's not going to work every single week. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. That's nothing. I mean, to, no, I don't, don't say thirty grand a year is nothing because, of course, it is a significant amount of money. But for the amount of work that guy's say, putting in, look at in, the hours he's working. For the amount of look, work, look at the impact on his life. And I'm not in any way knocking people who earn thirty grand a year. Of course not. But for the amount of work that dude is putting in, that ain't nothing. And for the stuff he's having to do and see, it's nothing. Incredible seeing that sleep quote-unquote sleep yeah. as, as a break almost yeah, and then yeah. allowing him to go and undoing another shift on top of that I, I was, was kind of uh, my ears was just following that story as it went along and i was aware a little bit aware of it uh hello deborah hello ian i don't care how you are i love her i want to marry her are you married are you single what's going on are we getting married um you were talking about films earlier, and I just wanted to mention an absolutely brilliant film regarding, as it was, manic depression, yes. now leading on to bipolar. Yes. Mr. Jones with Richard Gere. Oh, I don't know that one. Uh, Is that the one where he's an officer and a gentleman? No. no. Oh, behave yourself. Is that the one where he um, he gets that Hollywood actress who's uh, fallen on hard times, so she becomes a sex worker, and he buys her some boots, and they have sex? No. Don't know any other Richard Gere oh. films. Yeah, Amer- American Gigolo. What? That's, he was great. Oh, God. Oh. Couldn't you just... I oh, could I'd just... Like even though when he lays those ties out, every single one is a shocker. <laughs> no, not that one either. He It's based on the true story. He's, he suffers from um, manic depression, 
um, he's put on medication for his manic depression to to um, bring his highs down. His highs include him walking along scaffolding. Oh, blimey. Oh. And he stops his medication. Oh. He also starts an affair with his um, psychiatrist. Yes, I don't know if that, that has anything to do. This is based on a true story. Yeah. And it's just an absolutely amazing film. It's called Mr. Jones, Richard Gere, Watch It. All right. Mr. So it's called Mr. Jones, Richard Gere, Watch, Watch It. Watch It, yeah. No, behave yourself. And I think your final song tonight should be Sarah Fleetwood Mac. Um, okay, I see. That. We 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 don't we can't don't always get to do final songs. Because blooming Paul Ross comes in when he remembers. I don't know if you heard last night, Deborah. Paul, Paul Ross yes, didn't I come did. in. I was going to I was going to ring, but I'd been out on a 60th birthday party last night, and I was quite. You were, um, you were pissed. No, I wasn't Kayla. pissed, actually. I, I got up for work this morning. Oh, right, OK, um, so you went to work drunk. Don't be proud <laughs> of that. I gave medication out pissed. Yes, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got that. We've kept that. Here. We're sending it here to our employers. She's out. <laughs> Debra- to over the cuckoo's nest. Here we go. There we go. Deborah. nice to talk to you. And it's a great suggestion for a song. Thank you very much. Um, yes, Damo. Hey. Hey, Damo. Ian Lee, the most wonderful man on the radio station. That's correct, yes. And Kath, the most beautiful voice on the airwaves. Oh, is this the guy that likes yeah, to... Yeah. OK, this is the guy that likes to listen to Catherine and, and pleasure himself. <laughs> I, I, no, no, I've never... You're I've drunk never, again! I've, I've had a couple of sodas. Dirty pervert. Yeah. A dick. If I can't, if, if I can't be with Kath, then I'm going to have to have a couple of drinks, not... And what have you got in your hand? A dick. Okay, Stop Catherine. It. No. Catherine, leave it. Dirty pervert. Please, he's one of our callers. <laughs> I didn't say that. No, the reason reason for which I'm calling. Yes, what well, the reason um, for which you're calling is about eggs. Okay. E E G G S eggs. Well done. When you buy eggs from the shop, yeah. They're never in the refrigerator, are they? No. Why has every everybody got a shelf in the the egg song is that about eggs or is that about cojones i've never heard the egg song that's I've the egg song it. it's about eggs it's about literal eggs but he's talked about a kick in I'm the crotch just... yeah well he's this all right well hang on if i get the video let me find the right video for that here we go this is this is this is the egg video here we go hang on a minute we will do it dame i'm just proving the point now
eggs. So it's eggs. Right, it's only the confusion is in Spanish um, they refer to their balls as yeah. huevos. In, no, they don't. Eggs. No, they don't. They do. They don't. But listening no, to they that, don't. I can hear the children no. in the background and their father would not be singing about no. his um, testicles. They don't. They don't. They call them gojones. Everybody knows they that. They call them gojones and huevos. No, they don't oh, have to. No, please, there's two words for ball. Please be quiet, Damo, please! They do not have... No, what, what language has more than one word for balls? Balls. Oh, we don't. Yeah. Oh, we don't. Yeah. We don't. Name another word for balls. Knackers. That's horses. Next. <laughs> Knackers. Knackers. Nicky no. Yes, they, well, no one put, you're not supposed to put eggs in a fridge, Damo. So, why is there a shelf in the fridge that's got sections... To confuse idiots. Eggs? How's it going? <laughs> yeah, I suppose it's worked. Thanks very much for your call, Damo. <laughs> this is The Late Night Alternative on Talk... It's quite harsh, even by my standards, on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes. I remember what the show was going to be before we were sidetracked. Oh, yeah. Buy eggs! I'd love... Now, I'm going to need some help with this. I want to try something, but I don't think I can do it on my own. Oh, God. Could you help me do these? <laughs> I'm not going off paint. Would you mind? <laughs> I showed you them the other day. Yeah, but this shows you how to do it. These instructions. Oh, okay. I know how to do it. New festive body art craze laid bare. Uh, it's the latest craze for adding sparkle to a bum per Christmas. Body art company Go Get Glitter. Hashtag um, justice for glitter. That's Mar- Mariah Carey's hashtag justice for glitter. They don't know. Do As Limmy says, justice was served. Has given uh, has given a festive twist to the trend for decorating backsides and boobs. Last summer. Oh really? I missed that one. Bauble bums and Christmas pudding breasts. Bauble bums and Christmas pudding breasts are causing a storm on social media. Here, Sigdem Tamrioglu brings you a step-by-step guide to recreate the look and make sure your crackers sparkle <laughs> during the party season. So, basically, it's putting glitter on your boobs and on your bum. Paint a big circle on your bum. A bauble bum. Here we go. Step one. Dip a large brush into body glue. Um... This is bauble bum, yeah. Step one, dip a large brush into body glue, then into a pot of purple glitter. Use brush to draw a circle for your bauble. Use the same method to fill in most of your circle, leaving gaps for some silver shimmer and to pass a stool. (laughs) Step two, fill in all gaps with silver glitter on a clean brush to create an extra sparkly effect. Oh, tell you what, though, you don't want glitter near Orify. Do you? Come on, that's going to chafe. Step three, use a clean brush dipped in body glue to draw a hook. Apply a layer of... So basically, paint... Paint a bauble on your bum. Okay, here's a bell's bottom. What? Step one. Poor woman. Cover a chunky brush in body glue and red glitter. Carefully outline the shape of a bow and fill in. (laughs) Step two, use a clean brush. Basically, paint bells and a bow on your arse. What for, though? What? 
Is it, Add I mean, a clapper to the base of each bell. A what? <laughs> a what now? What is the point? I don't... What is it? It doesn't look it's, sexy. It's, it's... And take a picture and make a thirst trap is what is going on there because that serves no purpose whatsoever. Here's a tip. Blokes like bums and boob. You don't need to jazz them up. <laughs> Some blokes. Some blokes like bums and willies. Well... And that is fine. But Everything I think we is can fine. all agree we all like bums. We Everybody loves bums. Everyone. Everybody loves bums, don't they? Even the Queen likes a bum. Wait. Right, I need you to clip that. <laughs> don't, don't. Mark, I don't know if you have the technology your side to clip Catherine saying even the Queen likes a bum. If you could, and then could you clip him saying it? And then no, don't clip me. I forbid you as your boss. Um, so clip that, and if you could email it to me, I'll give you my email address. That'd be lovely, Mark. Thank you. Don't, because I could actually get sent for the to the tower for a bum. <laughs> That's going to be my new uh, ringtone. She's 97. <laughs> well, her eyes aren't painted on. <laughs> um, oh, dear. I'm sorry, ma'am. It's mama's in ham, isn't it? Uh, no, it's mama's in jam. It's mama's in jam. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, it's mam is how it's pronounced. You're absolutely correct there. Well, well done. Well, at least to get that right. Would you like to... We've got <sighs> ten minutes of the show left. Would you like to earn your keep tonight and do a little bit of work? <laughs> yeah. Can you do a little bit of work that isn't... All right, here's a nightmare bride. If you send it, Mark, to Ian, I-A-I-N, at ianlee.com... Please don't. Uh, that would be great. Please Thank don't. you. And if that's the same email address, if anybody wants to email me for a good time. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. It's nice having you on board, by the way. <laughs> professional. Professional. <laughs> An experienced professional. Unlike that kid we have in. What's his name? Sa- Stan. <laughs> Something. I don't even know who he is. G- greasy little... I hate that guy. He's taken to hiding and jumping out on me. And I will not stand for that. I will not stand for that. Does it again. I will... My... Here's the thing. He does it, and my SAS training starts to kick in, but then I manage to overcome it. Yeah. But one day... He's going to get a karate chop in the windpipe, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Watch it. Be careful, boy. Finding the perfect wedding outfit can be difficult, so yep. sometimes a bit of guidance from the bride and groom about that and the venue can be helpful. That's true, actually, yeah. Very, very wise words. But one woman took this to extreme lengths when she issued a strict dress code for her guests based on what they weigh. What? This is in the mirror, on the mirror online. Posting on Facebook months ahead of her 2019 wedding, the woman gave four outfit options with size guidelines. She explained the rather unusual requirements are because the couple are planning a fun video and the guests will all be a part of it. And guests won't even get to spend the full day in the requested clothes. The bride has also demanded they change for the evening celebrations and they must all spend at least £565 on their evening outfit. Get stuffed, get stuffed. I know, it's like... Your marriage isn't going to last. Some people who get married think that it's all about the party, don't they? And they forget that, actually, you know. No one's going to be speaking to you by the end of it. Hey, everyone, who's ready for Hawaii 2019? In anticipation of the wedding, and believe me, I know it's a long way away, but ring emojis. I would still like to announce the dress code. I'm giving you long notice of a year and a half so that you'll have time to find it and pick out something nice. Smiley I've got, face. I've got, I've got some appropriate music. Hang on, here we go. You ready? Yeah. Do you want to The dress code is very specific because it will be used to create an incredible visual effect. If done right, it will make our synchronised dancing oh. along the beach really pop. Oh my God. No one should go to this wedding. 
That would be a nice well, picture. Well, that's a bit mean. No, what Come an on, awful... Come on, Steve Allen. What an awful person. So, without further ado, spelt with two O's, women... Uh, I do, as in Edward Ado. So, without Edward Ado. <laughs> yes. Women, He's a nice guy. brackets, like 100 to 160 pounds. I want you to wear a green velvet sweater, orange suede pants, Louboutin heels, the famous red-heeled shoes when we spin and lift our feet. The effect will amaze She's a real you. human being. Yeah, a Burberry scarf. Men, 100 to 200 pounds. <laughs> yeah, go Purple <laughs> fuzzy jacket. Soda hat. All white trainers and plain glow sticks. They get the easy end of this bargain. Women, £160 plus. All black sweater and pants, any material, black heels. We're not even going to talk about you. Men, £200 plus. All camouflage. Kath's telling her, uh, the listeners how she wants them to dress <laughs> if they're going to listen to the show. Children, red from head to toe. Remember, the kids will form the shape of a heart. It needs to be true red, not blood orange or some SH1T. Additionally, we will require that this you is wear... A Briti- this is an American it's if it's Hawaii. American. If they're going to Hawaii, it's American. Additionally, we will require that you wear formal attire after the dancing has ended. Please bring a change of clothing. Remember, the venue is extremely upscale and we want to be looking our absolute ladies and gents. Upscale. Upscale. Please, if you look like trash, so will we. All jokes aside, we want you to invest in an outfit valued at at least $1,000 and this includes jewellery, accessories, makeup and hair. Remember, ladies and gents, this wedding is $24,000 themed for a reason. If you have a year and a half to get working, no excuses. Moi. What a horrible woman. Wow, that's amazing. Talking of which, um, Buckingham Palace press office is on the line. (laughs) And special branch are waiting downstairs with one of those unmarked, you know, the, the seriously dangerous, dodgy, unmarked yep. wagons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the guys don't look in a good mood. Kath, who? They've dragged out on a, on a third, you know, they're Friday morning early, they don't want to be here, so they're, you know, and they're but pointing the vehicle in the direction of the Tower of London, where the to, ravens have left. Look forward to working with my new producer, Susan, tomorrow, because you ain't going to be here. You're gone. Someone else. Nice to see you. Of course, unusual for you to pop in at the end of the show. You know what, last night I got joshed. It's my own excuse. Gosh. He pinned me down and he was telling me to show me his anecdotes. We walked out because the show had finished. We went to the kitchen to clean up a bit because no one else cleans up because they're animals. And Paul's just sat and went, Paul, you're on in a minute. Oh, blimey. (laughs) Thank you. Leave me alone, Josh. He's back on tonight, Josh, as well. We're talking about the Golden Globes. He hadn't finished. (laughs) Before I was so rudely interrupted. Do you remember when we were young and had enthusiasm and dreams? They get dashed very quickly, Josh. (laughs) Hold on to them while you can. What you got? So you got Josh Rom. Lovely story tonight. Okay, there's a town, even the name of the town's fantastic, called Severance, Colorado, where since 1920 it has been illegal to throw snowballs. It was co- covered, under a, great, yes. covered under a catch-all bit of legislation about missiles and fireworks. Snowballs were included. Now, a nine-year-old boy called Dane Best, we're talking to his mum and dad. Oh, brilliant. Um, well done. Has managed to overturn this. Okay, it's a great story. And the question they asked him, American media, who do you want to throw the first snowball at? He pointed at his four-year-old brother, Dax. Oh. Of course he did. Didn't he get up and make a speech yeah, or something? He made a speech it's, a presentation, great. like a show and tell. Yeah. So he's, he's a kind of hero. He's Abraham Lincoln of the future. Isn't what a lovely story. Him, he's emancipated the snowball. <laughs> I know. Well, done him that's brilliant oh you got the mum and dad that's great and also a great story from japan where um where i might be moving because apparently what they've decided is if there are vacant properties and they've been vacant for five years they're giving them away in a national lottery which is an interesting notion is it not i'm in yeah i love you but you must have been to japan before Uh, a couple of times yeah Yeah, yeah. i love it it's the best country in the world you went to japan for a day weekend yeah although i did see the strangest crimbo thing i've ever seen in japan christmas in a department store it was a revolving center smiling and beaming 
on a cross and they crucified him. Oh, my. And they, I didn't, couldn't work out whether it was genius kind of performance art of some kind. It wasn't a real person, or just they got it ever so slightly wrong. Because there were things I saw when I was in Japan the last time, I saw My Fair Lady in Japanese. Oh, really? Left at, left at the interval. <laughs> I don't think by there, but it was a great what thing. What is great is the T-shirts. I would go in all the T-shirt shop, because they'd have that kind of, that janglish, that broken uh-huh. Japanese Did any English. of fit you? No, they didn't. I, I had one that I bought, and I, I'm glad it didn't fit me, because actually it might have been a bit racist. It was a it was a great T-shirt, but thinking on it, can I, I just I, say he's stroking his chest yeah, as he reminisces here. It was it might have been a bit racist actually. Uh, yeah. yeah, but it was a great it was a great T-shirt. I'm not saying racism is great, obviously. Oh, I got myself in the coldest sack here at the end of the show, and <laughs> I thanks for bailing me out. I'll tell you what it was off there. Um, but I, but Japan, they, no, they have these. I remember one T-shirt I saw this girl wearing was like. Um, a note written by a homeless person. You know, the kind of yeah. the homeless things they have saying, I'm not eating for two days and I'm really hungry. Yeah. She, that was her T-shirt. And it was, I was really tasteless. So she didn't but... know what it said. No. Well, we do that. We get tattoos of well, well, we get Japanese, Japanese writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They love it. It's great. And then I bought a Japanese T-shirt with Japanese writing on. And I was in a shop and loads of people were pointing and laughing at me. And I, we, we met up with our translator. I said, why are people... She goes, oh, that's a, that's a famous advert for um, sanitary products for women that you're wearing <laughs> Should have invoiced them. Exactly. Uh, all of that in, and the usual old tosh. And Ian Lee brought you down by tenor, ladies. Yeah, we yes. go. You see. <laughs> uh, Paul Ross will be on um, after one o'clock. I think we're done, Catherine. That yeah, was I'd some just like show. to apologise once more to our monarch. I, I couldn't. Bang goes the OBE. Sorry. Yes. Hey. What did you say again? I missed it. What did you actually say? I'm not saying it again. I think Mark's falling at you, isn't he? It's taken a while to come through, but, but tomorrow, uh, Paul, I will be reminding everybody. Who missed it? I'll post it on Twitter and everything. We'll do that. Uh, that's it. That's your lot from us. We'll be back tonight at 10. Podcasts are plenty. Go and find them. Paul Ross coming up after the news on Talk Radio.